Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and today I'm joined with two lovely fellas, Jamie and Jonesy. How you doing? Never Not been better, bad, thank you, Chris. How are oh, you? All right, doing? don't hold on, don't speak over each other. Come on, that's just this, this disgusting behavior. Can you just be nice to each other? Sorry, that, Jamie, go, that's you better. go for it. Now, neither of us are speaking. This is what you get when you abuse us like that, Chris. We're both scared <laughs> into talking. Hey, I have the power, all right? He man, there we go. Uh, welcome. We are a gaming podcast that we kind of talk about games occasionally in between just talking about bullshit as well. Jamie is being distracted by a fly. I think uh, there might be a mosquito. I don't want to get, what's it called? Ebola. Wow. No, um, <laughs> yeah, cool. Dengue me- fever. Measles, measles, mumps, rubella. One of some, measles, mumps, rubella. They give you MMR. Oh my god, MMR. Well, that's a gaming term. Only the girls, only the female ones bite you. The male ones don't have any faces. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Wait, hang on a second. Male ones don't have faces. Male (laughs) mosquitoes. Well, they don't have the thing. The the the, what you call it? The proboscis. Is that yeah, proboscis? The sucky thing. Pointy bit. You learn something new every day. Yeah. Exactly. Only only the girls suck you off, Jamie. So, all right, look, we are uh, available on uh, a podcast platform of your choice. Not only that, we're also available on YouTube. So Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and I'll tell you what, internet radio, as uh, Jonesy would say, we are internet radio superstars. Although last time I think you said megastars, you you promoted us, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. Me- to megastars, uh, and I did. I I, mean, I always I normally say superstars, but mega is, is mega really above super or a super above mega? I think mega's above super. Oh, well, now we're we're wading into the whole uh, Mega Drive versus the Super Nintendo. Like, who can win? I'm gonna look. I know there's a supernova. I'm gonna see if there's such thing as a mega nova and see a if it's mega bigger nova. Than a, supernova. A, a mega nova is when we all die. But yes, about, we are internet radio megastars, hyperstars. Giga stars, there we Giga go. Stars. And you can catch us on paisleyradio.com every Thursday night, 10 p.m. Repeats on Mondays if you want that like that live feeling where if you miss it, like you fucking missed it. But then you can just wait for Monday and hear it again and potentially miss it again. And then you could just go to yeah. Spotify, iTunes, or Google Podcasts and get it there. Or YouTube. Whichever. Hey, I'm not your mom, okay? Jeez, Louise. Fellas, what what a podcast we have in store today because so much news has been happening. So much stuff that we need to cover. To be fair, there, there is a fair amount of stuff, but it's also been the, uh, maybe uncharacteristically dry. It's uh, what happens in these little lulls after things like E3. They, they put all the news out then and then nothing happens in the interims. Yeah, absolutely. True, right, actually, yeah. yeah. In fact, it was uh, today when we were on our WhatsApp group, just kind of arranging a recording time where I was just like, oh, yeah, shit, fucking EA Play is happening today at the time of recording. Yeah. And it just kind of like just completely snuck up on me. And thank God it did, because without EA Play, we wouldn't <laughs> be having much to talk about. Uh, but yeah, there we go. I'll tell you what, fellas, a little bit of a, should we peer into the crystal ball? And I, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, hmm, I can see something about like, Tom Clancy. I can see something about some pirates, potentially, maybe. Depends on how tired we are by the time we get to it. (laughs) Uh, And I also see in my crystal ball um, a a battlefield of some sort. Jamie's still getting... There's a spider now. I'm not even joking. There's a spider. (laughs) The spider came to eat the fly. How are we meant to podcast like this? This These aren't fit conditions for podcasting. 
<laughs> it's not my fault that you live in a fucking hovel. That's your roommate. It exactly. might not be a spider infested. Yeah, clean it, mate. It looks so strange. It's got like a long, elongated body. <clears throat> I have to, sm- uh, I have to smush it when it comes into the into the light. I'm sorry. I, 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 Cover I, your I ears, that's kids. Fair. That's fair. Can I can I ask if either of you would be bothered by this? So I went into my garage today to get some stuff out, and on the ceiling there had obviously been a nest of spiders hatched. And I would, I would say there was probably like two to three hundred um, tiny little white spiders with really long no, legs, just all no. like crawling around. Kill me! They were only in an area about this big. Did you so burn? Did you burn down your garage? Yeah, that's where you get the lighter and deodorant out. <laughs> no, I just looked at them. I was like, oh, cool. They were, they were really spindly spiders with the really like long, delicate legs. Like yeah, that's, that's how it squish. starts off, Jonesy. And the next thing you know, they eat their brothers and sisters until there's only one, like the fucking Highlander, and it's the size of your face. I just got attacked by a fly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is happening in the United States? Okay, just in case people are wondering, we are not like disguster people that are just have dis- like rotting corpses around and all these bugs are about. The problem is when you shoot at night and it's hot and you leave your window open and you have a light on because you're trying to film, all the little bugs come to the light and they yeah. like to get into it that's the issue it was it was 28 degrees today or as it's known in england a heat wave (laughs) so (laughs) that to do with it was it was more than 28 though no no like to be fair this week it got up to 31 32 but today wasn't as hot yeah i I think Um, the issue with like that heat because i saw there was a meme saying like oh 31 degrees on holiday and and a person like a picture of a person fucking loving life and then 31 degrees uh in in, in our case, London and surrounds, uh, fucking dudes just dying, like literal skeleton. But yeah. the, different, the difference here with the heat, though, I've noticed is that the, whenever it gets like super hot, there's no breeze whatsoever. So it's just kind of right. like this like fucking stagnant heat. It's horrible. horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Also, we're not an aircon nation like the, uh, our brothers across the Atlantic. Every time I go to a hotel over there, the first thing I do when I get in my room is I turn that bitch on and let go down as, to the lowest it can go, like sixteen degrees. Just I want to freeze overnight. Nice, I like it. It's it's a good strategy for sure. Uh, all right, fellas. Well, should we should we jump straight into this? What do you think? Let's do it. I think all we right. should because uh, something happened that kind of really rubbed me the wrong way, and I know that Jamie's going to fucking tear me apart on this one. And I know I'm being hypocritical, but uh, Ubisoft, they have uh, announced a new Tom Clancy game. Yes, they have. And uh, they teased it by saying, hey, we are going to announce a new Tom Clancy game. And I was like, cool. But then they also showed like a bit of a graphic where it's that classic Tom Clancy person holding a gun for the logo, right? And then like all this punk shit happened to it. And I was like, all right, they fucked it. It, it, (laughs) Come on, Chris. It's the no, trademark Im- Tom Clancy punk style. Clearly. They've I, screwed it. I immediately knew that they fucked it. And uh, the next day, lo and behold, guess what? They fucked it. They fucked Tom Clancy. Right up his corpse ass, right? Just oh, yeah. fucking going and dry. There's, you know, dust everywhere. It's just kind it's of like evaporating. Corpse, Less I resistance. Guess, I guess so. But you'd need more lube, though. No, uh, we'll have. A, I'll fill you in on this after the podcast. But oh, thanks, unless Rick. you're dealing with rigor mortis, you're a okay. <laughs> Rictus me, baby. There's right. a man who knows what he's talking about. Do you know what? Yeah, do you know what it is? I just I, when I was like uh, nineteen, twenty. Um, do you remember there was a you film called? A well, I know, uh, but 
it's, it's as close as you can get without breaking any international laws. Uh, do you remember a Serbian film? The film that was oh, called a Serbian film. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. And it was like it was kind of like in the era of the sores and the hostels. It was the one that kind of pushed it to the nth degree. That really pushed the letter even, in terms of. I, I, yeah, I think even to this day, dude. Yeah, well, so I would get into this weird thing where, like, I really wanted to see that movie because I had that, like, you know, that the same kind of thing that you get around a saw or a hostel where you just have this sort of weird appetite for something repulsive. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't bring myself to buy it or to watch it, so I would read the IMDb parental guidance of like what the oh. different the breakdowns of the <clears throat> scenes were. And long story short, there is a scene that involves rigor mortis and like the onset of rigor mortis as the result of somebody dying so that's why i know that it's nothing to do with necrophilia i'm glad you cleared that, that film up, though that yeah. film is a lot to do with necrophilia uh, that gets a i'm gonna give it a four out of five cucumbers um and <laughs> a but it's on amazon right now affiliate link in the comment section down below. no no there's not going to be any link can we please can we please put an amazon affiliate link just to the dvd <laughs> copy of a serbian film, serbian in, film and we just have it in the description box of every video for no reason that would be mental <laughs> I'd be so mad. Oh, God. Anyway, sorry, that was a... Uh, you didn't ask for that, Chris. I apologise. I sidetracked you. Well, look, uh, aside from Jamie kind of taking over from Tom Clancy's corpse and it, having some sexual favours, let's be honest, uh, Ubisoft announced a game called X-Defiant. Uh, X-Defiant, fellas. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not having a stroke. I'm not stuttering. Mm. X-Defiant. I believe uh, it comes a, from a, the ancient Chinese. <laughs> was a, yeah? I think he was a Chinese warlord. Wow. So, do you know what so this made me think of? And I know this is this is proper like parent level, but there is a character in Paw Patrol who is this cringy kid who goes around calling himself Daring Danny X, who's like this supposed to be um, kind of like what little kids, because I've got little kids, like the idea of what little kids would think was a cool teenage kind of character. And he's not, because it's obviously like made for like four-year-olds or whatever. <laughs> but he goes around and when anyone calls him Danny X, he goes like, that's Danny, was it daring Danny X? And does this. And it just made me think of that. Like it's a bunch of grown-ass men, like yep. who've come up with a name for a game who are as far away from like down with the kids. And they're <sighs> like, yeah, it's super punky. And it's called X defiant. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, no, why? <laughs> it, it's almost like it's almost like that time with like triple X and the X games, and almost all, all of a sudden everything edgy needed an X in it. It's like yeah, fucking hell, yeah. guys, come on. But yeah, this X defiant is almost like the X and the D are capitalized to be that like XD kind of like emoji text speak kind of thing. Yeah, but if that's the case, then is that just like? Emoji face XD where it's like crossing your eyes with a big smiley face and then it's actually just called Affiant. 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 I don't know. It it is so fucking cringe, this whole thing. Let me break it down for you, okay? It is going to be a six V six multiplayer game, but it's gonna be free to play, which is good. I mean, you know what? Like more free to play things, please. Thank you. With high enough yes. polish. Although Ubisoft maybe not the best track record in terms of those things. <laughs> Uh, no. You know, Hyperscape? Anyone? Yeah. We'll get to it. We'll yeah. get to it. Maybe. We've got thoughts. <laughs> but yeah, so, man, I, I, I don't even know where to begin. I'm just so fucking furious with this. I'll tell you what, when, when they were introducing the game and they had the, like, the executive producer and the creative director, whatever it was, 
on screen and they're like, oh, I'm the straight, I'm like this fucking button down kind of businessman. And that was Mark Rubin, who is the executive producer, who, surprise, surprise, was also executive producer on Call of Duty Ghosts. Read into that what you will. Okay. <laughs> Just going to lay that. Uh, no comment. And, well, there we go. And the other dude, I forget it, but he, he was wearing like a beanie and he was all like radical to the max. Uh, and so Mark Rubin comes on and says, oh, we've we've got this game and it's going to mix fast paced firefights. And then the camera like pulls out away from him. And I swear to God, they do this like, it's like a record scratch or like a fucking, some kind of like a whip sound of sound effect. And then the other guy who's wearing his beanie and he's very punk, he goes, meets punk rock mosh pit. It's just like, oh, yeah. what are you doing? Like you're not choice. doing yourselves any favors there. Like, look, a six v six free to play uh, arena shooter based in the Tom Clancy universe makes sense, right? But it's almost like they've misunderstood what a Tom Clancy game should mean, which is like tactical based, like war military kind of thing. But what they've done is they say, yeah, but forget about tactics, fellas. Just shoot each other in the well, face while while doing the fucking rock sign. Uh, um, th- th- this is going to be my first, perhaps of many, hard disagrees. Mm. Which is that for as much as that uh, showing did exude lots of the wrong kind of <laughs> attitude and swagger uh, and punk rock at- and you know punk rock mosh pits, whatever f- the fuck they said. Um, <laughs> there was nothing to say it wasn't going to be tactical. You know, I mean, you, you, so, the, some of that gameplay I saw was. Uh, no, you you go into the nitty gritty of like the differences between the factions, the differences between sort of like the gadgets and abilities they can equip, the synergies between them. Like this isn't just going to be, you know, as you I said, would... shooting and then putting up the the, the horns. <laughs> See, I have a bit of a theory anyway because I think it will be. Um, I think it will be super tactical. Um, I'm not super tactical mode too far. I think it definitely will be tactical, and one of the reasons is is because. And this maybe this is a little bit of a um, uh, a conspiracy theory around like, what they've actually done here, but not cons- not conspiracy theory. But we we sort of had a bit of a conversation after we saw the trailer, and we were saying like, what a strange thing to tie that to Tom Clancy, and why would you do that yeah. when you're trying to do this military meets punk kind of thing, and and you don't need to do that. Like, but it's a bit of a weird like thing to mix together. But actually, if you are Ubisoft and you already have. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege, you're already working yeah. on assets for a new Rainbow Six Siege and you have all this stuff available to you. Why the heck not take the what you've the lot of work you've already done? Because if you want to make a um a free-to-play game, especially, all the money to you comes from obviously not spending too much on development, getting it out there, making it big, and then selling things after the fact. You don't yeah. want to get yeah. in a hole from development costs. So if they utilize a shitload of what they've already done from Siege, um from quarantine and obviously what they've already done then they can capitalize upon that and make a free-to-play game so that's why you've got i think you've got a free-to-play tom clancy game is because they can literally reuse shitloads of the stuff and the code and the assets that they've already (laughs) used like yeah i think that i literally think that's the only reason it's a tom clancy game i I don't know how much the gunplay is gonna mirror rainbow six uh i i I just don't guess very i guess very closely there's additional stuff like the 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 powers and things and the gadgets. Yeah, sure. Um, but I think apart from that, I saw a game that looked like Rain. It looked very CG to me. The way the characters moved and the way they were like shooting and stuff. See, um, I, I I didn't think it it kind of had much um, Tom Clancy to it, other than the fact that 
as Jamie says, the different factions you can play as are taken from the different games. So you can yeah. play as, like, for instance, I think the support class is Third Echelon, which is obviously from um, Splinter Cell. And i I, I got to bring this up because it's fucking stabbed me straight through the fucking heart because when they were showing off the third echelon uh class in some of the gameplay they had the fucking the iconic uh yeah the, the iconic splinter cell sound effect and it's just like <laughs> you 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 put that in yeah. specifically to just break my heart that is you fuckers fair. you fuckers but yeah look I, I i think the weird thing about this for me is how it doesn't seem like a Tom Clancy game, other than the fact that it's got guns in it, to me, at least. And it just kind of seems that they've like shoehorned in Tom Clancy to a game that could very have easily been its own thing. Like, yeah, I, 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 mean, I, yeah. I, I look at this and, and the vibes that I get from it are more a case of saying it seems a lot more like Watch Dogs 2 and Watch Dogs Legion and far cry to anything if anything i would say fucking slap far cry on it would make more sense to me potentially but i think slapping far cry from on on a game like this still it comes from the same place which is you're still just slapping a known brand onto it and and the argument that you and i were having the other (laughs) day chris or maybe it was more of a discussion (laughs) right because we're all friends and we all love each other (laughs) right not in too deep on this whole podcast thing and can't get out Mm. of it now um (laughs) Was that essentially like the Tom Clancy brand has been banded about for a long, long, long time now? And you can look at games like the most roast, most recent Ghost Recons or Rainbow Sixes or Divisions. Maybe not the Division because that's a little bit more specific. Post a pocket, blah 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 blah. But certainly, yeah. like you can look at like a Ghost Recon Breakpoint or even a Rainbow Six Siege, and you were like, "That's no different if you take the Tom Clancy branding out of it, and if you create a new elite unit of soldiers." So I, I think, I'd, yeah, I, I'd, I'm just of the opinion that the Tom Clancy name outside of like authored characters like Sam Fisher of Splinter Cell fame and sure. unique scenarios like the post-apocalypse of the division, quote-unquote post-apocalypse. Yeah. I think the Tom Clancy name has already kind of been worn a little bit thin on by Ubisoft. Like, it I, just means military. It doesn't really mean anything else. Some, yeah, well, sometimes. I, I, th- I think it still does kind of mean like more serious military kind of thing. And that, like, that is a point, yes. Yeah, what it doesn't mean is fucking goofy fucking, oh, let's... Let's. Uh, you, you know what it was like. It was like with the 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 football, the Euro finals, when in fucking Leicester Square, someone did a li- a bumper coke and then just shoved a, a flare up his asshole. <laughs> like that actually happened, by the way. And it, it's almost like that's what this game is. But then they say, no, it's Tom Clancy. But it's, uh, like See, that. That's not Tom Clancy. Is like, that wait? So is that your way uh, way of saying, Chris, that this whole game ends in a sea of racist abuse and disappointment? I mean, hey, with any luck, no. Oh, okay. I, I, no, like, do you not just think this seemed like a Tom Clancy <laughs> game in a like a six v six faction military sim, and then they've just skinned some of the characters with like punk with paint to go look? It's punk. Like that's to me. That's how it felt. It yeah. didn't feel. It didn't feel like it wasn't Tom Clancy. It felt like they've taken a Tom Clancy game. Like in the fact that it's a military sim kind of thing, and they've taken some of the faction stuff, they've put everyone together in a, in an arena, and they've gone right now. They're going to fight, and then they've gone. Hold on, what if we just like spray painted some of the walls, and if we gave some of the people funny things to wear? Yeah, but that, that would be really punk, and everyone's like. But that okay. is kind of the problem, though, Jonesy, because it's 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 taking a specific tone that Tom Clancy should be known for, 
and throwing it out the window. Like, see, I think when like, you play the game, it'll still feel quite tactical. I mean, espionage. I, I, I can put my hands up and wear say, a clown hat. I can put <laughs> my hands it. up and say, like, we don't know until we get our hands on it, right? Like, right. we've seen one fucking trailer for it, and we're coming to a bunch of conclusions. Um, <laughs> but it, 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 just, it just kind of like what, what rubs me up the wrong way, and, and this is kind of where I know I get like I'm the entitled gamer with the capital G, is I grew up with Tom Clancy games. Like like right from the beginning, like the first kind of fucking Rainbow Six, you know. Uh, I even played the sum of all fears. Like, oh, yeah. you know, like I've been playing Tom Clancy games for a very long time. You know, the first Ghost Recon, uh, fucking, or you know, like fucking going up to it. And yes, there have been bad Tom Clancy games, but the one thing that you couldn't deny about them is saying it it is kind of an idea of what Tom Clancy represents even yeah, the bad yeah. games. And yeah. and this is like, it doesn't fit into Tom Clancy whatsoever, in my opinion. <sighs> yeah, there's a part of me that wonders, and again, I, like, I'm now picking up on some of what Jonesy was saying, and I actually, having heard Jonesy kind of explain it the way he did, I actually kind of, I agree with, with large sums of it, even if there is a little bit of kind of like fudging in terms of what we're guessing might have happened in between. And I'm wondering if there was... I'm now picturing the scenario, and I don't know if this necessarily changes how you feel about that stuff, Chris, but like that idea of recycling some of the gameplay elements or the work that was done on titles like Rainbow Six Siege to create a shooter. They knew they wanted something for the free-to-play market. They wanted to make something that they'd already tried Battle Royale. Uh, they wanted to make something that was a little bit more sort of like, not quite boots on the ground, but a little bit some more something like shoot, kill, repeat. And they settled yeah. on the sort of the 6v6 format. But then the issue is that, like, I, I, I don't feel that Tom Clancy's branding is that it, it has a lack of personality. But when you take a shooter, and especially a tactical shooter, and take personality out of it, take color yeah. and take bright characters and take loudness, take volume out of it, you end up getting something that actually ends up looking more and more Tom Clancy. If you And I wonder if they ended up in this situation where they were like, actually... What what is the demographic here? Like, where do we fit in? We know we want to appeal to these kinds of people. We know we want it to stand out in this way. Maybe they've been looking at you know Rainbow Six Siege, which is a game that's been out for you know five or six years and has been on sale so many times. They're looking at it and saying, yeah. "There's still these people we're not picking up. How do we convince them that there's a Ubisoft first-person shooter for them?" And maybe this is their attempt to kind of like fudge their way into the middle. And pick up the people that said, ah, Siege looks a bit too self-serious and the pros all got really good at it and I yeah, don't trust yeah. the matchmaking to give me a good time. Which is kind of how I feel about Siege. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's fair. But, but maybe they also, in, in a <laughs> traditional like corporate suits in a meeting room way, took it too far. But then, I probably agree with you in terms of that probably is what happened. But what I don't understand is why don't, like I mentioned it, why didn't they go the flip side and say, oh yeah, Far Cry, right? You know what? Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't think that. I don't think the Far Cry for me. The Far Cry thing doesn't fit. Like because if you you go the Far Cry route, I think that you're you're taking it into a different area because you are taking it into a much more bombastic sort of thing. Where I don't, from well from the trailer, I got the impression that they they almost were selling. One of the selling points was this isn't your typical arena shooter six v six kind of free to play game. This is Tom Clancy. This is slow feet moving with the gun sighted oh, up it's, and picking your shots. I did not peaking. get that. I did not get any I of did. that from that trailer. Compared to compared to the games like... Um, Dude, they were like running over fucking barricades and just like fucking... 
They d- they did for sh- some of that, but then there was there were definitely some parts of it that looked more slow, slow and considered. Which I was like, okay, I think this is going to feel. There like was a mix. Like a, there was a mix. Yeah, which I, yeah. But then I, like, I wonder how. Like we said, I wonder how it'll feel when it. Actually even gets I remember, released. even from like the 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 echelon gameplay, where again, like you said, it's kind of yeah, like, that was more sneaky. It was a little bit more sneaky, but even to back up Chris a little bit, it wasn't like a mix where like they would sort of slow down and they would use like a pulse and they would see through walls and see people, but then when they engaged. I felt like a lot of the was attention more. was on like, hey, you're going to yeah. fucking slide into battle and you're going to pop up and you're going to spray can, someone. And- can, can I bring back this quote again? Fast-paced firefights meets punk rock mosh pit. What about that fair, makes you think that you're going to be fucking like that, tactical that, that, about that's anything? A shock, that's, that's a shocking yeah. quote. That's a shocking mashup. <laughs> but no, no, you're right. That's fair. The that's other fair. thing that's a bummer about all of this is that I think I, 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 there are brands within the Tom Clancy universe that aren't best served by punk rock, punk rock mosh pits. But at the same time, if you hadn't told me about the punk rock shit and said, hey, we're going to take the ghosts and the wolves and Echelon and the cleaners and, and so on and so forth, and the divi- and we're going to take all these guys and we're going to give them unique abilities and gadgets inspired by their origins and pit them against each other, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. And it's free to play, so I'm going to get all of my mates to, to, to at least yeah. try it. And like we're gonna go into a game, and oh, we're echelon this time, and it'll be like playing Spiders <laughs> versus Mercs back in the day, where we're all putting on our goggles and seeing through walls. And but then next time we play as the fucking wolves, and we've got different sort of gadgets to think about, and we have to consider like there's some depth there that's interesting. I just they they just I think they fudged the presentation a little bit. I, I bet you what happened is they made that game because that that game sounds like a game that I would want to play, right? And that yeah. might be this game. Like I'm not saying it's not necessarily. But what I would imagine is the cynic in me says they made that game. They looked at it. They said, okay, we want it to be free to play, but how do we monetize it? Because there's only so much you can do with like camo and right. <laughs> night suits. And then fucking Dingus McGee and his fucking beanie said, I know mosh pits, you know? And yeah. it's like, that's how you sell skins because you, 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 t- <laughs> it's, <laughs> excuse me. It's almost like they saw, fucking Warzone, and they said, you know what Warzone needs? Warzone needs Apex characters and skins. <laughs> and it's just like, ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. What's the chance somebody was supposed to be in a Riders Republic meeting and they wandered into the uh, to, um, <laughs> this meeting instead? Dude, from, from all the shit that we've been hearing coming out of, like, management from Ubisoft, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, the, I did have a favourite quote <laughs> uh, that I did, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but I did put in our WhatsApp group, which was the um, the beanie guy going, I'm super stoked that you get to hear about it. And I was like, you know what you think? Like, do people say that still? I thought that was from when I was a kid, like back in the yeah. 90s. Do people yeah. still say I'm there was, super stoked? There was, there was a great kind of like, you know, I, I, I like when shit like this comes out, even if I disagree with it, even though in this case I, I agree with the discourse that's happening on the internet. Um, but it's almost like these internet reacts to the announcement articles <laughs> right. or whatever. And someone just had that... Uh, <laughs> That clip of Steve Buscemi, where he goes to the high school in in fuck, I don't even remember what film it was, but it was like, "Hello, fellow kids," you know, he's trying oh, to be right, like yeah, undercover, yeah, no, and no, it's like, yeah, yeah. it's like that's what Ubisoft's trying to do. They're trying to appeal to the cool kids, it, but it, they're just so out of touch that they don't even know what the cool kids want. Here's another tinfoil hat thing, and I wonder <laughs> from the, from the realm of of a Jonesy style take. Yeah. I wonder. I do you think there's maybe an element of this where Ubisoft looked at a game that. We kind of mentioned in passing already Hyperscape, which was their um, their attempt at a free-to-play entry into the Battle Royale, Battle Royale. subgenre, uh, which I think 
by most accounts, it didn't work. You know, they paid off a lot of like streamers and YouTubers to make content, but it didn't stick. Yeah. I wonder if one of the problems they felt Hyperscape had upon reflection with hindsight was almost anonymity, which is that it had some things going for it. They tried to push verticality. They tried to push unique abilities. You know, they tried to push, you know, the, these windows and your break going in and out of buildings, blah, 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 blah. But the biggest problem that Hyperscape has, even now, is that people, in some cases even people that played it, like myself, can't tell you that much about it. We can't even remember it. Yeah. You make a game with a, the stronger the personality of a game gets, the more polarizing it gets. But the more polarizing it gets, the less likely you are to forget it, no matter where you come down in it. And yeah. what X Defiant creates is a situation where whether you've got like a, a Chris on one end of the spectrum and some fucking uh, guy Ubisoft fan who still has a mohawk and skateboards uh, <laughs> in 2021 uh, on the other end of the spectrum, everyone's coming away with the word X Defiant in the front of their minds. Everyone knows what this is. Everyone's yeah. like, I've got to see it one way or another. <laughs> Whereas Hyperscape never had that. Yeah, I guess it's almost that thing of uh, all pl- publicity is good publicity, right? Right, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of strange. I, I definitely had from this, the um, the difference of Hyperscape was I never wanted to play Hyperscape. Like, it looked trash from the get-go. And they would say, like, and I, it was so about them pushing verticality, but it didn't. It never looked fun. Because I think there's a weird thing with games, and I've said this so many times before, like, I don't think it's how the game often is, it's how the players play it. And I think one of the things, like one of the reasons Rainbow Six for me probably blew up was because not only was it a good game, because like I'm not saying Hyperscape was necessarily a bad game in what you know the basics, but with Rainbow Six, people play it in a certain way, which make which means they love it. Like they can get super tactical, they can peek corners, they can pick areas where they know, like you'll have people who just stand in one spot because they know that people walk past a certain wall and you can shoot them and get a kill, and they'll just stand there for ages, and it's you know once you're dead, you're dead kind of thing. Hyperscape didn't really have that. They didn't have any. It was more mental. Like you could just jump around and bounce around and shoot people. It's like, isn't it fun? But serious gamers don't want, isn't it fun? They want a game that they can get to grips with and they can sort of, I don't, I'm not saying they don't find it fun. I'm saying that they don't want like a wacky time that they can't get to grips with. But this, if it does have an element of the tacticality, if that's even a word, um, (laughs) of a uh, Tom Clancy game, they will be able to find those sort of, those areas where proper gamers can really get to grips with it and they can make it their own and they can figure the game out themselves. And then it could become massive and it could become another Rainbow Six. Um, I mean, which I think it, this looked like be. it had a much ho- it could be. It looks like it has a much better chance of doing that than look at Hyperscape. Isn't it wacky? You can jump around and go really high up. It's like, no, nah, I don't want to play that. Like shit. Well, yeah. Okay. Look, in terms of Hyperscape, I was curious because it's like, is Hyperscape dead? And it seems like it might be, fellas, because the last update that they had was patch 3.1 on April 7th. So a lot sooner than I actually thought it would be, but still hasn't been updated in in a while. Uh, But I do want to bring something to your guys' attention. There has been another kind of squad-based title based on Tom Clancy that has come out. Do you remember Elite Squad? And I'm not talking about the kick-ass... Brazilian film of the same name. <laughs> Regrettably, no, I yeah. do remember Elite Squad because it was the one that the ball had the balls to not just have like Echelon in there, but actually have actually have full on Sam Fisher in it, which was yeah, yeah, a bit of an insult. And uh, <laughs> excuse me, and uh, they also had the whole thing of having like 
the Black Lives Matter like icon in there, but then also you are playing as the government shutting down <laughs> protesters and stuff. Like yeah. a little bit tone deaf. Well, guess what, fellas? It it will it's gonna close. It's gonna close in October. Elite Squad is no more. Uh, I think it launched in August of last year. So you know. When a, you have that much of dear. a bad start like to that, you know, that is a there's no way they were gonna they were gonna come back from well, here's, here's the, that a horrendous start, were they? But here's the hard thing, right? It was a it was a mobile game, wasn't it? So yeah. you you almost think to yourself, barrier of entry on mobile games from a triple A publisher, like it, it should have they could have done like it's the Tom Clancy fucking thing. They could have made it a success, but they weren't able to. And now they're trying again with X Defiant. I, so I have a bit, so one question I have about the Tom Clancy thing, because you were saying about that um, X Defiant doesn't feel Tom Clancy. Would you say, maybe, maybe it's feel again and we won't know until the game comes out, but would you say that Extraction is more Tom Clancy than Defiant? Okay. Because so- one, of, one thing, <coughs> with Extraction, you're talking aliens, you're talking like, your team members get captured by aliens and you've got to go and extract them, hence extraction. Like, is that Tom Clancy? Okay, so, so this this is where it gets to very interesting kind of discussion points and I guess murkier waters. But in my mind, okay, trying to come, come at it from like Tom Clancy purist kind of thing, like Extraction was a game mode that was released on Rainbow Six Siege as like a Halloween thing, right? So, right. so it, it's almost like it's a, it's a spinoff, and I for for whatever reason, right. and and like I said, this is kind of me being like hypocritical, or whatever. But for whatever reason, that sits okay with me mm. because it's like because of its origin as a spinoff, like um, of, like do, do you know do you know what I'm? It's like if at? Tom like, Clancy did a collab with R.L. Stein <laughs> before he died. <laughs> I see. It's like a more nat. It's like a it grew on its own. It's more of a natural progression as opposed to like forcing it, like an ex defiant. Yeah, and I guess like, like there's not much defending that. I will be honest. Like extraction is not a Tom Clancy kind of thing, but it is a quirk, and and a quirk that I can maybe get behind because, like I said, it's stemming from a very traditional Tom Clancy kind of game, Rainbow Six. Like, just fucking how it is. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Get re- get ready, guys, because in years to come, it's going to be Tom Clancy's Assassin's Creed, Tom Clancy's Far Cry, oh, Tom Clancy's R- Riders Republic. Like, Tom Clancy's no, the, 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 the doors are fucking blown open now, right? Floodgates have opened. I, I was going to say, like, I, I, you, you, nothing's off the table because Ubisoft must be in amongst the weirdest positions they've ever been in in their entire history as a publisher, where you know we've got games like this exploring the fleet free to play market in a way that they never had before. You've got games like Beyond Good and Evil 2 and another, which we'll discuss later, that seem to be in absolute no man's land. You've got <laughs> games like Riders Republic and Rainbow Six Extraction that just can't come out. They've both been delayed since we fucking talked about them at Ubisoft's own show last week or whatever it was. And then you've got huge things like Avatar, like it just in the midst somewhere along the way, just these huge license properties. And, and the, maybe and even then, a Star Wars game somewhere along the way. Like Yeah, and Assassin's Creed... Uh, Infinity, yeah, Assassin's Creed becoming a fucking, a fucking online platform, like just a strange time to be Eve. Yeah, and you know what? If I was pitching reality shows to MTV circa two thousand one right now, that would be my pitch. <laughs> it's like it's after Made, you get it's a strange time to be Eve, and it's just a fly on the wall documentary. 
boring uh, <laughs> being the most Eve. boring documentary ever as he lies on a beach in the like in the south of yeah. france counting his beaches. money and he goes he, like sexual harassment like, what sexual Margarita. harassment <laughs> and then puts the sunglasses back on doesn't even know what's going on. No one has ever been sexually abused in that company. And there's another sip of his pina colada. And yes, he is a meerkat. Yes. And and he's sitting next to Bobby Kotick as well. So. Yeah, exactly. Bobby just... Kotick, funnily, or funnily enough, also saying the much the same thing. <laughs> you know. oh. And Jay, Jay Allen Brack. Fucking hell. Anyway. Oh, dear. <coughs> so look, they, they are going to have their first kind of from what I can see, they've just called it a test. I don't know if it's an alpha test or a beta test or whatever it might be, but it's happening on the 5th of August. It, in, in the kind of like announcement trailer, it, they made it seem that they are very keen to get the game into people's hands and that they are very willing to listen to feedback, mm. which is always a double-edged sword with the internet, especially when you try and go fast-paced firefights meets punk rock mosh pit. Yeah. So yeah, is it? It, it, yeah. it almost kind of like it, it reminds me of fucking Todd Howard going on there saying, uh, "Oh yeah, the the beta test for Fallout seventy six, the break it early test access." And it's yeah. like, well, you just you just oh, yeah. fucked yourself over than that one. I, in fact, I remember being on this podcast this time last year talking about how Marvel's Avengers having so many alphas and betas <laughs> and public access early on could only be a good thing because they're being so open. Yeah, so and, um, we all know how that turned out. Remember when Spider Man came out before summer? Uh, yeah. Uh, nope. Wakanda? What? Nah. Well, to be fair, I'll probably play that Wakanda expansion. They're getting um, Kratos to be uh, yeah. uh, King T'Challa. King T'Challa, yeah. What's the actor's it's, name? I should remember it. Christopher Judge. Uh, Christopher Judge. Yeah, Christopher Judge. But yeah, dude. I mean, that, that's, that's a fucking game that's going to stop as soon as Wakanda and Spider-Man come out. If Mark Spider-Man my words. Out, I, bro, I think if they find a way to get out before they have to make Spider-Man, I genuinely think they'll do it. Yeah. If Square Enix let them. I, I, well, look, I'd put money on them saying at least after Spider-Man, they would not update that game ever again. they just walk away. That's where the smart money is. Cut your losses. Yeah. See, really, the mistake was it should never have been Marvel's Avengers. It should have just been Tom, Tom Clancy's, Clancy's Avengers. <laughs> and like, if they'd Tom mixed Clancy's up that, Avengers. you know, that co-op beat em up action with a uh, punk rock mosh pit style vibe, then who knows what could happen? Who knows, fellas? Is ah. there, is, I, is, it does annoy me how there's only a few things you're allowed to do in games, and it's like you, that you can sort of mash things up with. It's like steampunk or punk. That's what you're allowed to do. <laughs> Those two things, or cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. It's always fucking punk. Like, come on now. Uh, I'm waiting for my favorite uh, subgenre to start coming out of the shadows, as it were. And that's a spunk. Ah, I like it. Yeah, I think it's prime time for the subgenre of spunk to come out. Is that like sports and punk? Spunk spunk is whatever you make it, baby. It's just as long as it's moist. That what would be the weirdest game they could say is having a punk, uh, you know, like a punk mosh pit sort of element put into it. If they brought out like a to- like an Olympics, oh, when, wherever what? it would be in twenty bloody whatever year the next Olympics would be in, and then it's like a mosh pit, punk mosh, mosh pit meets the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd like, I'd like a game <laughs> that'd be like, pretty weird. You know, you get games like uh, Gone Home and What Remains of Edith Finch. These kind of like first person narrative right. adventures that usually involve sort of like teenage or early 20s 
girls or women returning to homes that have some kind of like familiarity or importance to them in their past. <laughs> Except once right. you get inside, instead of like looking around the environment and finding clues to sub stories that revolve around members of your family, you just wreck the place and do graffiti everywhere. And that's where we reveal <laughs> it's actually Mark Echo's getting up, going home. <laughs> co- what's it? No. Mark, Mark Echo's, Echo's getting home. No, Mark, e- <laughs> Mark Echo and Edith Finch's. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a joke in there somewhere. So finish it in the comments down below. <laughs> yeah, nice. Okay, cool. Well, fellas, let's move on, okay? Because some, something interesting happened, something miraculous happened. It's uh, been a long time coming, but we recorded an additional piece of content exclusively for our patrons. I don't know when we're going to edit it and put it up, but it's been recorded. Let's put that out there. Uh, Hopefully within the next week. But uh, to give you a a kind of hint as to what it is, we have dredged up an old comment from 11 (laughs) months ago. 11 fucking months. It still blows my mind how long we've been doing this podcast. But yes, 11 months ago, comment of the week. And this one... (laughs) (laughs) And this one comes from our man, Sam Dyer. And he says, five-star podcast, as always, lads. Even after all these years, you three remain so entertaining, it's enough to make one momentarily forget that Matthew Broderick is a known murderer. And I think you can see where I'm going with this. You need to give us five stars on iTunes, please. No, we recorded our very first episode of Known Murderer, and it is about known murderer Matthew Broderick. <laughs> yeah, one year in the making, I learned today. So <laughs> apologies for that, I guess. It's, t- it's taken a time, but you know what? Like, we wanted to do it right. And in, in true, uh, I was going to say ATG fashion, but in true Super Show fashion, we just decided on a whim to do it, and we didn't put much effort into it. Although, <laughs> Jonesy kind of uh, hosted that one, and the amount of effort that Jonesy put into it, I yeah. must commend you, sir. It was, I was, I was, blo- I was blown away. Jonesy was doing research. Jonesy was writing scripts. He had it all covered. It's mental. So, uh, you know, if you want to check that out as soon as it's edited and uploaded, then do head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show and show us your penis money. Uh, love. Show us, your, show, us, show us some love and give us your support. And, uh, mm, and yes, you can get some stuff in return. Okay. So for as little as $2, you can get access to our Discord server where we occasionally by hanging out, but there's a good, good bunch of people there, is what I will say. And uh, every now and then you can get Alex Jones just kind of dipping his toe into the Discord waters, which is always fun. Yeah. And uh, $5 or more gets you access to a whole host of additional content that we have created just for patrons. Patrons that we love, such as Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy. Oh, God. Guys, I'm trying to read the Patreon names out. Stop tickling my toesy-woesies. Jesper Camdahl Nielsen, Javela Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Mindful Pig, Nathan Piers, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starfall Kid, and Zach Cream. And then, of course, there's the big boys, the big fellas, the, the mighty donguses, the giga chads themselves. I'm talking about Shellshock, Hacksaw Book Reed, Manuel, Milwaukee Bucks in six, Guerrero, Peaswad, and The Dude Abides. What do you guys think about Milwaukee Bucks and Six? I don't understand it. Um, oh, it's from it's the... A, it's an NBA reference. 
Yes, NBA no, sorry, I do, because uh, they won, Chris, they? you're going to have, have to help me with the surname, but Giannis, and I'm going to throw it over to you. Oh, fucking An- An- Antonopoulos or something? I don't know, whatever. But anyway, no, yes. Uh, let me, it's Antetokounmpo? Hold on, I'll bring it up. Yanis Antetokounmpo. Oh, God, yeah. Yanis Antetokounmpo. I, 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 did, I did see a great tweet the other day, which was like, it was like a, a gif of some guy like sweating and panicking. And it was, uh, the, the message on the tweet was like, Drake trying to fit a way to f- squeeze Gian- Giannis' surname into a into a line. Um, into, into a verse. But yes, the Milwaukee Bucks won uh, the, the NBA championships. Beat? I you know don't. Beat? I know it was the first time they won in 50 years. I don't know who they were playing against. The Suns? No idea. Is it the Arizona Suns? I'm pretty sure it was the uh, Arizona Suns. The Arizona Suns, Suns I'm, there were probably some Americans who were absolutely um, Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns from Arizona. Yeah. No? Maybe. Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix is in Arizona, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, you Phoenix, know, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. I was all yeah. right. Shame. They've got zero championships, but there you go. Um, I, I yeah, think they... from, from the Suns' perspective, they were not expected to get to the finals whatsoever. Um, mm. uh, but then, yeah, the. The Bucks won. So sorry, Suns. And uh, Manuel Guerrero, obviously being a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Manuel Guerrero is a one of the extremely well versed in sports of all kinds of varieties, as it turns yeah, out. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, Do you know what? Can I can I put <coughs> uh, there's something that I immediately thought when I saw about the Bucks winning. Um and I don't know if anyone else had this had little weird feeling. I've just looked it up and I actually think this is quite cool. So I'm a big Back to the Future fan. And obviously in Back to the Future, they talk about the Cubs winning the World Series. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the dude says, I wish I could go back and put some money on the Cubbies because then he would have won a shitload of money and that gives Marty the impetus to go back, to, to buy the almanac yeah. and go send it back. I've just looked it up. And so Back to the Future is obviously set in 2015. In the future, that's the year he goes to, which is why it was big uh, in 2015 when people were talking about it. Do you know when the Cubs won the World Series for the first time in 108 years? It was like 2016 or 2017. It was like... 2016, yeah. one year out. Yeah. Back to the Future was one year out. No, if mental. you'd have put money on the Cubs in 2015, just because, you know, you love Back to the Future, and then you thought, sod it, I'll do it next year as well. You would have won oh, loads of money. Mental. And, anyway, then, and, then you become, aside, but... and then you become like the mayor or the fucking president. What, what did Biff Tannen become? Is it mayor? I think it's mayor, right? Or no, yeah. no, he, he becomes... It's not even a mayor. It's just like some some big, some CEO bigwig, right? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever it is, he, he was rolling in the money. I what I remember is he was in a hot tub with lots of TVs around him. I was like, yeah, that's, that's how I'm gonna live. TVs yeah. and women. Yeah, right. Yep. Well, fellas, you know, I'm 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 so stoked that we fucking recorded that known murderers. You've not. <laughs> I'm it, it so make, stoked. It makes me so fucking giddy. It makes me so stoked. It was almost <laughs> like a fast-paced podcast meets a punk mosh pit. So, <laughs> punk rock mosh pit. Oh, it was cool. It was really fucking cool. Look, the, yeah. uh, for our, our current patrons, definitely look out for yeah. it. Also, want to give a shout out to the uh, the legendary producer Mark Rubin, who just came in and just sort of listened to us while we were recording. Just made sure that everything was ticking over. You could tell that his experience uh, making the fish swim away from the player really came in handy. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mark. Man. Thanks, Mark. What a <laughs> cool, your time. What a what a what, cool dude. What a story, Mark. <laughs> I can know. Oh, all right, fellas. Well, with that, like, like, let's let's just have have a bit of fun, you know. Now, now I'm in the kind of uh, I'm in the known murderer territory, so I want to hear what you guys have been playing. I've been playing some cyberpunk. Not much more to report than that. Uh, 
Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk, ad nauseum. So I've I've now relinquished That's... my my role to it. Can, can I indulge you in a little bit of Cyberpunk just for a second? Not necessarily oh, yeah. about playing the game, but you know what? Ever since I've been thinking about when I want to play Cyberpunk, I've gotten right. really in the reads about following Cyberpunk leaks and rumors and like refreshing that that subreddit and sorted by new every three hours <laughs> during my work day. And I think I think it's, I mean it, it, it's a life choice. Um, but sure. I think I think something's going to happen soon. And I know yeah, that's not saying okay. this. Apparently, this new big patch is meant to be coming in. It's it's yeah. meant to be like what were they saying? Like thirty two gigabytes or whatever. Oh, like there, yeah, there, so there was all kinds of stuff. They call it half a war zone. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, the new that's, unit of measurement. I like it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is apparently like that exists on some of the servers on like uh, Steam and Epic and so on, so, which implies it's maybe like in some kind of testing. But there was yeah. also a thing where. Um, there were, there were people found references to DLC in two different places. Someone found it in the Epic Game Store backend, and someone else found it yeah. in Cyberpunk's files, like if you like in the game files, and both te- seemed to match up. Um, right, and they had like shortened names, so you could tell like what they might uh, be referring to. It seems yeah. like, and one of the there was this fascinating thing, for example, where like. Um, one some people realized that four of these DLC entries appear to be referring to gigs that might be added to the game. I believe they're called gigs, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the uh, the shortening of the gigs in the game files referred to the part of the city that they uh, took place in or would be found in. And yes, then yeah. someone else pointed out that a data miner back in January, and you can watch these videos on YouTube now. Back in so six months ago, found unfinished gigs that had like didn't have animations and didn't have lighting and stuff like that. And they realized that the locations of the gigs that were in the game unfinished and still are now, if you find a way to access them also match up to the locations of the gigs being mentioned in the game files with the upcoming DLC. So it looks like at least some of the DLC might be like reactivating side missions that weren't finished at launch. Um, right. but were kind of like partly including the game. Other things, uh, <laughs> referred to like weapon packs, um, and people found out that like WP stood for weapon packs, and there was like blunt weapon packs and uh, tech weapon packs. So it seems like they are mm. prepping this, which makes sense if, in their eyes, the game is fit for all consoles on some level. It makes yeah. sense that content's next. So I'm excited for the future of Cyberpunk. I'm not afraid to say it. So nice. do you think you're going to jump in with that next patch, or are you? Because you've yeah. got the PC version. Yeah, I'm I'm at my wit's end pretty much. Like if 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 1.3 comes and the D, and some kind of DLC or additional content doesn't seem too far away, then that's my jumping in point. Yeah, percent. Yeah, because it must be such an interesting kind of perspective. Like less so about cyberpunk, but just being this kind of a fan of gaming who is on the sidelines watching all of this stuff happen, kind of around you, and just be like, it, to be fair, it has died down a lot. Like recently, we've been yeah. keeping it alive for God knows whatever reason. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, like it, it must be a fascinating thing, and it must must be, I'm sure, in a way, quite torturous. Torturous is a better word for it. Yeah, I, <laughs> usually, uh, you guys know, I, I don't like being on the sidelines when I can avoid it. I usually <laughs> like to throw my weight around and 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 get angry about things when there's an opportunity to. And obviously, um, Cyberpunk would have been an opportunity <laughs> for that, but. 
didn't work out that way. I don't know. I'll make I, I, I just, some other point. I just can't wait to get your perspective on it because it, it, it is a fascinating Oh, we'll case. do it. We'll do it. Well, I think we'll have yeah. to make it Patreon exclusive because I really don't think we could subject our YouTube audience <laughs> to too much more cyberpunk content. Yeah. Yeah, it'll just um, be the crib notes for for the main podcast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in terms of not wanting to be in the sidelines, I think there is something else that you oh, yeah. recently kind of jumped in kind of... Uh, both feet first, is it yeah. right? Well, we'll see, we'll see. As Jonesy <laughs> pointed out um, when we were discussing this before we recorded, there is still a difference at this stage at like showing an interest and actually uh, jumping when the time comes to jump. But I did, in fact, put down the small amount of money required to secure a Steam Deck, one of Valve's upcoming uh, handheld nice. portable systems. Um, Jamie's Steamy Dick. My steamy dick is going to be coming all over this podcast in maybe a few months' time. We'll see. Um, it, this was more of like, like you said, though, this was a bit of a FOMO thing. This was a thing of like, <laughs> I don't know if this, I can afford this thing when it comes out. I don't know if I've got a place for it in my life. I don't know what to play on it, but it's well, what, new what, and it's exciting. And yeah. What tier did you go for? The big one, the big daddy. The big daddy. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't going to, but then it was also this thing of like, this is. I've got to I'll say how it is. This is like um like a, a luxury good. This isn't something yeah. I, I need. I can't justify yeah. the purchase. Uh, certainly if you look at my Switch playtime, it doesn't paint a pretty picture for how another handheld device might fit into my lifestyle at the moment. But I, I'm excited by these things. Um I like being a part of the conversation, I guess, as we discussed with Cyberpunk. Like sometimes I don't like sitting on the sidelines and Five, six hundred pounds. That's a lot of money to spend to be a part of a conversation. Uh, I'll, I'll, I will admit that. And I haven't committed to it fully yet. Um, but wow. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. There was one thing we, we talked about uh, briefly, and I just looked it up to, to find out. So um, it did go, uh, it did sell out in the first 48 hours because they had a, a thing where they, they were saying that the first 48 hours you had to be a Steam um, account holder and have made a, a purchase previously to. Um, yeah, I can't remember like June or something in order to be yeah. uh, for it to be valid. But yeah, they did sell out because I think we asked a question, wasn't sure. But then, so that's that was for the December releases. So when are you, are you on that lot? So you should get if you should, if you did get one, you'd get it by December, or you would be in the new batch, which is I think Q two of twenty twenty two. Do you know? I've got a feeling I'm actually in the new batch, um, or right, because yeah. I know I wasn't <laughs> quick on it. I wasn't quick on it. Um, yeah. Because it would have been the flow said first yeah. two days. Yeah. Although you, like as I hinted at, Jonesy, you were making the point before we started recording that um, it's one thing putting four or five quid down for your chance. It's another thing having that mm-hmm. amount of money ready to go when you need it to be ready to go when the time comes. Um, it's something that even myself, I, I'm questioning. I don't know if I'll be in a good position to oh. do it. Uh, taxes. Um, uh, thing <laughs> that we'll I, I, I had the same thing with the with the index. I don't know if you guys remember, but I put yeah, I, I reserved an index, and then they had the whole issue whereby they they weren't shipping any, and um, it was months and months. I think it was like three to four months later. They messaged me and said, "We've got your index ready to ship to you now. You just have to pay the yeah. you know, six, seven hundred, eight hundred quid for it." And I was like, "Nah, I don't think I'm going to yeah. do yeah. that now." I've I've got one for you, a story similar to that for you guys. When the uh, Soccer World Cup was taking place in South Africa in 2010 when I was still living there. And the way that they had uh, tickets is there was a raffle in, in a way, right, for people that lived in South Africa. And anybody could enter as long as you lived in South Africa. And what you could do is you could say, 
I want tickets for these games. And then it was like almost like a lotto where like behind the scenes, it didn't matter who you were, you were a number. And then that number would be eligible to buy those tickets if it came up in that raffle or that lotto. Um, and I am put down for like, you know, you, your usual, your the games for South Africa, the games for Greece. Um, and uh, what was it? Quarterfinals, semifinals and finals. And I got an email saying that I was eligible for the quarterfinals and the finals. I was like, fucking great. You know, dream come true. So I was like, and they're like, do you want these tickets? I was like, yes. It's like, cool. When the tickets are available, we will take the funds from your account. Like, okay. Anyway, a few months passed, whenever it was, like the lead up to it. And uh, bam, they tried to take the money from my account. Didn't have the money in my account. And it just bounced. And I completely, um, lo- completely lost no, out on those tickets. So that's Luckily, a friend of mine got final tickets as well. And he got four. You could get up to four tickets as an individual for through this raffle. So he sold me one of his tickets, which I was very grateful for. So shout out to Costa Como. Cool dude. Shout out. It's still but yeah, sucks, like though, I was like, I was heartbroken, dude. I bro, was like I, I feel like the the taking someone like ridding someone of World Cup final tickets in their home nation should shouldn't like rely on a fucking credit card or debit card bounce back or like one push yeah. back. That's not fair. Like yeah, get in no, touch they, and they say come hey you've got twenty four hours to find an alternate means to pay for this and then we move right, on. Right, yeah. Like something like that. That's brutal. They could have asked you to pay it. Like here is here's your link, pay for it yeah, now. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, their, their whole thing. Unless I'm misremembering, yeah, but their whole thing, because I mean, it was like fucking what, 11 years ago. Their whole thing was, they did say, we are going to take the money at some point. Make sure that the money is in your account. So it's like, yeah, okay. But you fucking forget about it. You go about your yeah. living yeah. your life. You go out, you know, you get rid of the money that's in your account because that's just what it's there for. You know, yeah. should you. Do you, why do you think with um, the Steam Deck that they didn't just ask for payment up front? Do you think it's because they're worried about supply issues? And they don't want to be in a situation where people are saying, I want my money back because you couldn't deliver it by <laughs> December. Surely they, they could have ridden this wave of demand and the, all they're going to lose between now and December, I would have thought, if, if that's when they actually ask for money from people, all they've got to lose is, um, you know, sort of with PR and with what mm. people think about it and negative stuff comes out, if it does, uh, people are going to... It's not like they're going to get more... Um, orders because they're sold out so all they're going to get is people maybe cancelling it or deciding not to get it or changing their minds and then they've got a shitload of units yeah. that they if they don't have any problems they've got a whole load of units that they then need to sell to other people that is a good question i don't know so why not why, why do you think they didn't ask for all the money up front how but how often do people take money up front when you're like pre-ordering a piece of technology those like the playstation 5 we didn't pay up front i remember that much it, yeah it depends i think it depends on the tech it depends on when it's coming out it depends on a whole load of things mm. i suppose maybe, I it's remember- the stig- maybe it's the stigma around it right like the whole kickstarter thing and oh you pay now and eventually you'll get some hardware which might not even this be the specification that you i mean it's valve rather than some kind of like dodgy kickstarter company right. but still you know like maybe it's just that stigma and they're just like it's okay guys like if you don't want it that's all right but you're just no. Although I suppose maybe they because let's say they had let's say they had ten pre-orders available right, and then they're all four quid, and then half of those people don't buy them. They can then sell those units again, but they've already made money from people who didn't buy it. So maybe they make more money in the long run. 
by you uh, paying a res- reservation I mean, fee that I, you're willing to lose and then selling the unit again? I think for the four pounds, five dollars, whatever that they were asking for, you, I don't think it's it, it's negligible for a company like Valve, right? Like I don't think that's the case. I, I think that that money thing there is there purely to kind of dissuade bots yeah, and sculptors. And I think, and, and that's why they're also like, oh, you have to have a Steam account. You have to get, have have had it active for so many times and bought something in it within the last couple of months, or whatever. Um, I love that. I do love that they did that. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I would Last think point. if there wasn't a bot kind of issue with the scalpers, that they wouldn't have even been uh, a price to pay for booking, right. uh, reserving your Did, did they unit. do this for the index? Pre-orders? Uh, no, the, the, the index pre-orders were, were free. Right. Okay. You, you didn't have to pay. Yeah. But then again, it was a lot more expensive, right? It was. But I remember but that. Having said that, there are still scalpers on eBay selling their fucking Steam decks for like thousands of dollars, which is mental. But seems a, well, far too premature for that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if they oh, do, they've, they've smelt for- this blood in the water, mate. Off the back of the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series yeah. X and S, and off the back of the graphics cards, <laughs> all the scalpers now like anything that comes out, I'm gonna get it. And yeah, I'm but sell it you on. can you can still go on a on Steam right now and buy one for Q2 2022. Which yeah. there's no PlayStation Five equivalent for that. Let me tell you, that's true. That's true. <laughs> like if you could go on the, buying the PlayStation Five end of last year and get one at Q2 2022, loads of people have done it. But there are yeah. still people to this well, day. What the yeah, exactly? What the fuck is happening with PlayStation? Like, I'm. I asked. Hopefully, I'm local... gonna I'm gonna be like in a position to <laughs> maybe be able to buy one soon. I did. I asked for you. I don't know if you remember. I did. Yeah, my local, yeah. Uh, Smith's Toys had like a load of boxes or some boxes, and I was like, "Are they legit or are they just boxes?" And the the woman was like, "Nah, they're just boxes." <laughs> so, all right, great. Mm. Thanks for that. She said, oh, keep checking online, though, because we should get some more in quite soon. And I was like, oh, interesting. How, how have they not sorted their shit out? Almost a year on. It, I, think, I don't think it's bizarre. them. I think it's the world, right? Because if, it's the bizarre, if no it's one's the sorting their shit out, then it can't just be, like, yeah. Unless they've all made yeah. a secret pact to, like, I don't know, yeah. fuck us over, drive up prices. But I don't know. Um, but uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> the companies involved in or involved or not involved in driving up prices by creating shortages around their products, I did take advantage <laughs> of uh, a specific uh, benefit to life as an NVIDIA RTX card owner uh, this week. Uh, basically, uh, so D- DLSS, I guess, has been around in some form for for a little while and has been uh, implemented to a, a fair chunk of games, but I've never really like personally experienced it because I've never really, to put it bluntly, I've never come, come across a game where I've really felt like I've needed a significant performance boost relative to the visuals that I was trying to achieve. Perhaps yeah. one example for that outside of Cyberpunk, which I haven't played yet, was uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. And DLSS supports arrived on Red Dead Redemption 2, I think in the, inside the last week. Um, and I can confirm that I have played it with uh, uh, and and tinkered around a little bit. And um, it works. It works. You know, yeah. it works. What, yeah. what, what, what gains? You've got to talk about your gains, bro. I mean, so my gains were all relative because I I, I essentially, what I, I basically optimized for 60 frames. I, I got it as good looking as I could uh, and to, while running at least 60 in basically all environments, which occasionally meant going up to 70s and 80s and more, in sort of like yeah, yeah. more sparse or, or, or whatever environments. Um, so I just I was able to crank stuff up and and still maintain sixty. That's all it meant for me. Um, uh, but because I, I was also using DLSS uh, quality mode, um, which you know is 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 
fairly sharp and actually helps uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 has a little bit of an issue with some kind of like not quite rough edges but a little bit of like like sort of like these weird sort of like dithery almost ghosty edges you look at like like fur and hair and especially trees and and sort of vegetation it helps with that stuff somewhat not flawlessly but uh, considering it's like this weird invisible NVIDIA magic uh, you can't really (laughs) complain and obviously there are you know performance and ultra performance modes for people who want to run that game significantly better and maybe have like a, a horrible horrible low end rigs i don't even i don't even know but at least now it's you know could would be playable um yeah, i didn't experiment yeah. too much but yeah it's solid um <laughs> solid and it's it's a good looking game and i like booting up red dead redemption 2 every once in a while just to spend 2 to 3 hours not doing a single mission but just riding around on my horse uh, in the course of this one, I uh, went to a, a nearby village. I uh, I got a drink at the bar. I played a few hands of poker. I left. I got on my horse. I was going to go back to my camp when I saw a drunk man starting a fight with a woman. And I went and I intervened. And he started a fight with me. And he brandished a knife. And I was like, you know what? I'm above this. I'm not going to kill him. Um, uh, and then I forgot the controls. I was trying to remember the control where you can like kind of tackle them to the ground. I accidentally got my pistol out, didn't shoot him, pistol whipped him, knocked him <laughs> out. Uh, the woman had run away because she was scared of me now, so I picked him up, put him in, pulled him into a barn nearby, and then stabbed him to death inside the barn. And then I went back to the camp covered in blood to sell a perfect deer carcass to Pearson, and he said, why are you covered in blood? Because that's cool game design. Do you know what I hate to admit, but and I will rectify this, I really will because I keep meaning to do it. I have not finished Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yet. surprise, surprise, Alex Jones. Do you know how it it's ends? No surprise at all. I don't know how it ends. I'm because I'm very good at not ruining the oh story. Oh my god. He, he's also very good. What is, he's also is, very good at not remembering when we tell him. Oh, I'm great. I'm great at just blocking shit out that I don't remember. That's a good, but, that's um, a good skill to have. Yeah. No, it's it's a, it's one I I it wasn't I wasn't enjoying it like I I liked it. It did have a little jank in some places as you would expect from that type of game, but Agreed. that but nothing bad and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And it was just the size and the scale and and the commitment and I I can't remember why it was one to of those be fair, games where Jonesy, you didn't finish Red Dead Redemption 1. So maybe that could be like your stick, like your Red Dead <laughs> thing. It's like, "Hey, I never finish a Red Dead game. It's just my But I know why that was because that was a Undead Nightmare because I started playing that and then finished that and then was like I can't be bothered to play the rest of Red Dead Redemption now. <laughs> yeah. I tried to go back to it and play it like later and it was I think it was too long. I'd waited too long. It felt so old yeah. and dated and I was like I can't play. It, it is hard to go back to for systems as well. Like I'm finding that even having like a couple of months off on my what is technically my second playthrough, I had a lot of like oh yeah like there's the trapper and then there's that guy and like I can yeah. sell these things to that guy and he can sell me trinkets and like I, I get better holsters from this guy if I go and get that <laughs> pelt or that fur and like what was I spending money on the camp for again and yeah some of that stuff I found so like confused and just yeah. like just didn't need Especially, to be that complicated sometimes quite straight up didn't even need to be there which is perhaps right. even more frustrating when I don't yeah. know I don't know there's an interesting I, I went on a bit of do you guys know um, girlfriend reviews where yeah. like that chick uh, reviews the experience of watching her boyfriend play a video game yes. yeah yeah she did a video where it was like watching your boyfriend replay Red Dead Redemption 2 but with like none <laughs> of the bullshit and she comes to the conclusion like hey it's much better that way when you realise what you do and don't need to engage with yeah that's Rockstar there you go anyway, that's I, me for the week though that's Hugo what about you Jonesy 
Do you know what? I said I wasn't going to do it last week, but I changed my mind and I did play some more Resident Evil 2. Yes. Good man. Um, I played it for a, like, it wasn't very long. Maybe it was like an hour, hour and a half or something. But I'm for people that didn't hear, so I'd got to the part where Mr. X comes in and he starts giving you shit. X got to give it to you. And I didn't want to do it because I was like, I don't like scary games. And I knew it was going to try and like jump out at me and punch me and grab me or do whatever at random times. Um, and so, so then I turned it, I stopped to where I'd stopped before. Like I'd stopped playing. I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't know where the last save point was, but literally where I reloaded was the second you meet him. So I had to do the initial fight again, <laughs> which actually, but it was all right. And then I ran around and I did some other stuff and it's not quite as bad as I thought it was going to be. I've, I've bumped into him a few more times. Um, but I, the most annoying thing, and actually this is what stopped me playing this time again, was I have no ammo, I have no secondaries, um, and this has been the, the since about an hour and a half, I've not found any um, ammunition or anything like that. No I ammunition managed, I did in a, an hour and a half? No. I, no, sorry, that's not true. I managed to find four shotgun shells, which was it. But because the, even the, um, the normal zombies take two shotgun blasts to their head to finish them off, so you do a whole section where you run around and if you remember where you're trying to get the the part from the clock tower and then you have to get down and run around an area to get to another side, to go into a room to get another part. Um, but there are like four or five zombies there. So if two shotgun blasts to kill one zombie, I, I literally had to get grabbed. I had no, cho- I had no choice because they were on corridors where it's like one person wide. So I spent like, I would like how much health have I got? Run through this guy. He grabs me. I get up. I heal. I let another one get me. I get up. I heal up. I run to another section. Anyway, long story short, I'd already run past one. Um, what are they called? Not uh, liquor. I'd got past one liquor without engaging it and got hurt a bit. Then there's a bit where the Mr. X and a liquor come after you at the same time. And I've got no ammo or anything. But I did have a stun grenade and I managed to stun them and escape. Decent, but decent. I then got killed by... I think I liquor then killed me anyway because I had to go back through a certain section. And it's just... It's one of those now where I don't want to play that bit. Yeah. Because I'm just going to make me play again. I've got no ammo, no secondaries, and I'm going to play the same bit again. And I'm just like, this is not fun now. Hmm. What can I say? I died, though, for the first time in the games that I've played it. So that might make it, it easier. That was, was fun. Yeah. yeah it, it might help you out. Yeah. The, the, Ho- well, hopefully, maybe, hopefully it'll give me some more goddamn just, ammo. Maybe you should <laughs> just load load up and die a couple of times and just kind of see how that <laughs> then helps it'll give you. me some more stuff. Yeah, maybe I, I definitely remember being super short on ammo a couple of times in that game. Um, we talked about one of them last time in the sequence with the dogs, but I don't right. remember going an hour and a half finding as little as four shotgun shells, and that's it. Definitely don't remember. Yeah, the whole the, that considering whole an hour and a half is like a third of a playthrough. To be fair, maybe maybe it shouldn't have taken me an hour and a half, but I backtracked and went to and checked some other areas because I was like, they've got to be ammo. But you can uh, tell, like the map yeah. shows you where there's stuff, but I couldn't find anything. So I'm I'm convinced that I've missed something. Like there's a gun and more ammo somewhere that I've just not gone to. Um, I even, do you know, what? I was even thinking like maybe I should just like do a mod or a cheat or something where I can give myself yeah. something like fucking AK-47 and roll around <laughs> and just Dang. do finish everyone off like that. You make your own fun, um, right? That's what cheats are there but for. The, but it's, it's, it's not, uh, I think the only thing I've got to do now, if I'm right, is I've got to run into the basement, put the electronic part I've got on the board, and then get out of the garage. I believe that's where I'm up to. Um, but I've just got to dance around some goddamn zombies and Mr. X and liquors because I've got nothing to take them out. <laughs> um, but no, still a cool game. Uh, not enjoying this section as much as the rest of it, but I'll get through it. 
And do you know what? I didn't play anything else, so then I put in that I read Animal Farm this week because I'd never read it. I read it. <laughs> I love that. There you go. I read Animal Farm. Well, it was go. good. Is that the communist thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the George Orwell like novella. I guess it's short enough to be a novella, but it's pretty short. It's like 90 pages long. Yeah. Nice. That's what like pisses me off. I got it out to read it. Yeah. Right? I read like about a chapter. I didn't even know how much. Let's say I read like three pages, put it down. I picked it up the next day and it had been messed with, right? And it was because my wife had read it in about three hours. <laughs> like she reads shit so what? fast. And well, she'd read it in one evening. And then I was like, hey, did you just read Animal Farm? And she went, oh yeah, I read it yesterday. Like I saw you had it on the side. And I was like, it took me three more days to read it. <laughs> how many pages is it? It's like 90 pages long. Goodness gracious. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Jonesy. I'm such a slow reader. It's ridiculous. It takes me forever. But I, I yeah. because my, my wife is a speed reader as well, and, and I, I know what the difference is, is she doesn't read every single word in a sentence because she speed oh, reads. okay. She speed reads, right. like proper like speed reads. How do you know what's going on? She kind of grasps it, but that, but like that's the technique, right? You learn the technique and it works right. for you. But yeah, for me, it's like... It, I mean, I might as well just be narrating it verbatim. I, do you guys do this? I read it. I have like I hear the voice of the yeah. characters yeah, in my totally. head reading yeah. it at like normal speaking yeah. speed. Yeah. yeah, that's how I like to read. Yeah, I don't, I don't go, read or anything. I've fucking every single word. Yeah. And sometimes what, you're the worst fucking thing is when you start getting a little bit tired and you're reading a sentence and you get to the end of the sentence and you go to the start <laughs> of the next one, but you just keep on reading the same line over and over again, yeah. but you're yeah. so tired you or, don't really realise it. Or you get, you get to the end of a sentence or like a paragraph and you realise at some point you stop taking it in and you, then you're <laughs> yeah. like scanning back up to be like, what was the last thing I remember reading? What was the last word? you read it again. Oh, Do you guys ever have Re- the thing where you're like... Reading's a trip. Where you're like, you're reading and it's all going in and then you become aware, self-aware of the fact that you're reading and because you're thinking about the fact that you're reading, you're not concentrating on what you're actually reading anymore. So <laughs> yeah. it's... Like you're, yeah. It's like trying to meditate and then realizing that you're meditating and thinking about that and then being exactly. like, "Oh shit, I'm not meditating anymore." Or like watching a movie and being like, "I've really got to remember this," but now I'm thinking about making sure I take it all in and remember this as opposed to watching the movie. And yeah, yeah. Here's well, okay. Here's it. No one else is going to care. I thought this was cool, but uh, so I'll yeah. share it with you because I'd I'd never I've never thought about this before. My five year old, so he's only learned to read in like the last. Uh, I suppose year at school but he can now read like he reads everything now and I, I'm going to say one of the biggest reasons he's so good at reading now is because of Pokemon because he reads I love that like everything on the screen he can read all of it and he knows what's going on um, but he uh, two weeks ago or a week ago he read in his head for the first time Ooh. oh like, like without silently reading silently read yeah yeah that's and, cool. and i was kind of like that's such a weird thing i've never thought about that and he and i went did you read that and he went yeah you didn't hear though because i just i didn't say it and i went <laughs> i said so do you know cool. what it said i was like do you know what it said and he went yeah and i said i covered it up and was like okay tell me what it said and he said verbatim what it said and i was like you did well done that's, oh yeah there you go weird story to share that, that, from gaming that's, podcast that's, that's, to literary those are the kinds of things that kind of make you like proud as a dad when you realize those milestones that you never would have thought of before but you're like oh yeah i guess that is a thing i assumed that's always been a thing for everyone but of course it's not yeah of course yeah. it's not i, I hadn't you thought about it that. until you until you said it how he said it and that's like oh that that registers yeah it makes sense yeah, yeah. if you've got kids get on uh get on um pokemon 
They learn to read. It works. Right. It helped. It proper helped my kids. So yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. If you used to be a kid and maybe grown up, you might have played some skating games, which Ooh. leads me nicely to EA Play and uh, the lead up to EA Play as well. Because while Skate or Skate Four, whatever they're calling it these days, was not at EA Play, they did release a statement and an update trailer saying, "Hey, we're working on Skate, so don't worry about it, dudes." To the max, you know. Yeah. One of those. Doesn't mean I didn't get excited, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, fucking skate games are great, right? But yeah, EA Play happened today at the time of recording, yesterday at the time of uh, uploading. If you're listening on Pacey Radio, I can't do the fucking math. It's it's been a while. It was on Thursday. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, uh, EA kind of, they they got the the easy stuff out of the way in kind of the the pre-show, I guess. You know, your, your FIFA, your Sims stuff whatever it might be and then they went into the the kind of the meat of it the meaty bit of it and they they talked about grid legends which i didn't bother bother to pay any attention to so i'm gonna have to lean on you guys to kind of discuss that one i mean it's a new racing game from codemasters who were recently acquired by ea and they Indeed. they make the grid games they make the dirt games and they make the f1 games so they're not hanging around because that's three games and a very short amount of time just between those. <laughs> yeah, they love alone. their car games. Yeah, the, I guess the difference with this one is that they're going heavy on a story mode, which is going to be delivered seemingly through live-action cutscenes that were filmed on... And Jonesy, what, what did they call it? Ex- uh, XR, Extended Reality. Extended so reality. it looks... If you imagine instead of green screen, they're using um, actual like projections so yeah. the, the actors can see the game it's, world um, and interact with characters... Whilst they film it, which yeah. is it's what they did kind of on cool the, uh, the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, yeah, right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Which is is a is a cool thing, and it's it's interesting to see them utilize it like this. <sighs> FMV in this day, I was going to say, interesting like, choice. I, I don't, I don't think the uh, that the if we're going to XR or whatever it ends up being called, I don't think that's a big enough leap in technology to make uh, FMV. <laughs> I didn't get it. Um, that was a mosquito <laughs> for anyone listening to the podcast. Um, I don't think they did quite enough to make FMV like uh, it would, FMV shouldn't have, shouldn't be around. Like, I'm sorry, it's good for a laugh, but not much more. In, unless they bring back Gabriel Knight. Like, sure, oh yeah, there are great characters like Razor Callahan, another one. Like, if you're going to bring back some of the classics, some of the legends, then go for it. But um, Mad this, Dog McCree. Oh yes, let's yeah, let, let, let's do it. But as when it comes to like sort of like TV. Actually, that's not fair to call them TV actors, but they are. I mean, they're TV actors. Um, like fucking having awkward scraps, sort of in the yeah. pit lanes in between races in a probably quite awkwardly smudged together racing game. Like, especially considering yeah. the t- the team that did Dirt Five and tried to implement story into that. Um, I don't know. Right? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, mm. interesting. It's, um, they. It- it's, it's weird because rather than I, I like F1 and I'm I think that's a cool game but it's not something I normally pick up I played it a bit the last one a bit because um, we played some with Steph and Technovo guys we, Jamie and I played a little bit of their tournament thing last year Grid um, Legends does look quite cool in the sense of it's more of a uh, what I don't know what you call it, like um, road cars that have been souped up to race around tracks. And with this story mode implemented, it does look cool. Like it looks like something that would be fun to play, but it does still look weird with the whole FMV thing. It does seem like there's a cool story mode of putting the game and you're like, e- is it going to feel like a cheesy TV movie though when I'm not on yeah. the track? Is that how it's going to Yeah, it's feel? almost like, um, what was that fucking Remedy game? Quantum Break. 
Yeah. Right. Where it's like, mm, see what you're trying to go for. It's a really yeah. cool kind of concept, but it didn't really work. They also had yeah. the wisdom to hire 50% of the cast of The Wire and uh, to, to go on the, and everyone else they just pinched from Game of Thrones. So, like, that's the way you've got to do it. Whereas yeah. this one was like, here's the name of one actor, and he was in Netflix's Sex Education. Like, oh, yeah, they even said that. Like, you probably recognize this guy. Like, you prob- no, I you don't. probably recognize this guy. And it's like, well, sorry. Like, oh, man, can we, oh, at this point, before we go any further, can we give a shout out to Austin Creed or Xavier Woods, is it? Xavier yeah, Woods. Is, is yes. that his, is that his wrestling name? The guy who was presenting the EA play, because he was a very, very good presenter, and I actually think he did a really good job of getting, you know, of bringing the energy to it, which I suppose WWE superstars yeah, exactly, they yeah. are. Exactly. They are pretty good actors, so they can um, they can bring it at the same time. But he did a cool job of, like, infusing about all these games, which I thought was interesting. He definitely brought some, like, hey, guys, I'm so excited about uh, yeah, Grid Legends. That's, that's the WWE so training, baby. Exactly. Yeah. It was like it was yeah. it was a forced enthusiasm. It was over the top enthusiasm, but clearly someone who I think it can, worked. He's just he can sell it because he's good at what he does, you know. Like yeah. Also, he, he's why a fun would you time. call you? He is a, man. He's a fun time. He knew what he was doing. But also, if your name is Austin Creed, why would you bother to change think, it to I think, Xavier Woods? I think they're both fake names. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. I think I was he, gonna say yeah, because a lot of these a lot of these guys like have things where like. They'll have a name, then they'll have like a wrestling name, then they'll have variations on it. And then like they might <coughs> go to the WWE and get like repurposed or, and some people mm. have ownership uh, issues where like the WWE owns one of their names. So they might come out and start going by a different name. Um, right. When, okay, when he, goes, his, he was, he was born Austin Woods. Austin Woods. There you go. Sorry, not Woods. That's a Wait, actually, guy. that's he a mixture of the two Austin- names. Uh yeah no it was sorry he's but he was born Austin Watson Austin, Austin Watson. Watson so yeah Watson oh, that, that's the surname you're gonna change if you like good. Vince McMahon not is good. not letting any Watsons into that <laughs> company especially like the, hey, it's got like this kind of almost sorry I didn't mean to kind of thing Austin Watson yeah anyway yeah. but look fellas it doesn't matter because after Grid Legends uh, I don't know if it's chronological that I've got this but we saw some Battlefield Portal well. Battlefield 2042, not 2042, 2052. 2042. 2042. It was 2042. I think so. Yeah. You got it right. Back yourself. Nah, fuck it. I don't, I'm tired. All right. Anyway, yes. Some more Battlefield and more your custom game modes, which kind of makes me think that it's, it's almost like Battlefield's take on uh, Super Mario Maker. What do you think of that, Jamie? I, I think that's an interesting comparison. I think one, <laughs> um, another one that I heard that I kind of thought was solid was um, Halo 3's Forge. Um, yeah. Because I think the thing that like th- th- that's interesting about this and that makes a lot of sense uh, for a console experience especially and also just to make sure it's accessible is this isn't a map creator. This isn't even a map editor. You're not, you yeah. know, altering terrain or like putting a new skyscraper in the middle of a map. You're taking pre-existing maps, or as we'll get, but as we'll get to, there are a good range of them for a certain reason. Um, and you're saying like filling it with this many vehicles of this type and enemies or like factions of this era from these games with these weapons and 
then you're using sort of like custom game mode style um uh sort of like uh determining to create modes within that which again was what halo forge was very good at and that would gave rise to like people who were very smart created like sports within that by you know yeah. you know creating walls and goals and you know using certain weapons to like the gravity hammer to create sports yeah, it was called like griffball or something like that um <laughs> And like infection, and like you, lots of, of sort of fan favorite game modes can be created by changing the parameters. And it, I think this, what this does, is it kind of gives a lot of the longevity that Battlefield multiplayer this year could have back over into the hands of the smarter, let's say, the members of the community <laughs> who wrap their heads around this kind of te- technology and make cool shit. And there's nothing not to be excited about that, right? Like as a bonus, like that's yeah. that's awesome. Yes, you the, both missed it though. It's uh, it's totally accurate battle simulator. That's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it is that what it was. was also that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're well, I mean, wrong. some of the examples they gave, like the uh, the one big tank, a hundred little robots, or the um, Nazis with knives and the um, medics with uh, what they what they called defibrillators. Defibrillators. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was to me it was just totally <laughs> accurate battle simulator. Yeah, it's very but cool. Looked it's fun though. Cool. Looked cool. Yeah. Yeah. And like bringing in all those elements again, I forget if we actually said this, but like from all from previous games, like straight up pulling maps and factions and weapons from previous games to to bring to, that's so smart. Yeah, it's very cool. You can you're gonna do it just to try, like you're gonna play that just to try loads of different combinations as well. So it's really smart because you're gonna have streamers as well going. Like there'll be whole channels where it is just starting battles with <laughs> things yeah. and they'll get loads of people online to jump in with them and they'll play like the, the most guys, bizarre mixes and matches that you did you guys see the one where it was like um four 2042 like elite units against 100 nazis no i didn't see that but yeah like that's great like that's such a good and like, like the idea being that like the the if you spawned as a uh, as a world war ii no, I, I don't know if they actually called them Nazis, but I'm going to call them fucking Nazis, all right? Um, if you spawn as a Nazi, you might have, like, very basic sort of, like, you might have, like, a basic submachine gun and, like, one yeah, bright yeah. grenade and stuff like that, whereas the Battlefield 42 guys are kitted out in all their shit and have much more, like, health or armor or whatever it is and all their gadgets. <coughs> like, that would be it's a very, lot of fun. It's cool. There well, was like, one, one part in the trailer where the, the Nazis from, obviously, 1942, like, what did they do? They... They put a grenade on something and then it kind of like flipped oh, into the air, yeah. and and then it took out one of those like VTOL, uh, VTOL aircraft oh, right. from like what was it Battlefield Four or whatever. Yeah, like, that, sh- that shit like that's fun. like it's like your your typical like crazy bombastic battlefield mayhem that goes on, but now mm. you're kind of authoring it in a very interesting kind of way. I'm excited for it. I think it's really cool. I like the idea of doing something like, um, you know, getting 50 guys all with submachine guns and then just get like four juggernauts or like the yeah. equivalent and just having everyone just go mental and see, you know, who can take out yeah. more people. And say, like those are the weird kind of matchups. Like how many dudes with just submachine guns can take out just one guy who's tripped out yeah. with all yeah. his um, like, I mean, armor? I mean, even their example of one massive tank versus 100 duck-sized it's, robots, it's, it's that'll be so smart. cool. Yeah, like, so cool, man. Again, going back to Halo 3 custom games, like the, the community was so fucking genius with the shit they made with that that it became the appeal, is you just yeah. wanted to see what people were making next. And it always pushed the boundaries of the game and the tools they were given to such fantastic extremes that you really hope that, again, like those really yeah. the whiz kids in the community pick up the stuff. And on the EA side, if they keep populating it with 
fan favorite maps. You know, it's it's cool to see the bad company name is still being thrown yeah, around. For yeah. example, <laughs> like if they keep doing shit like that, then then damn, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, who's what's your bet? You're going to see people <laughs> remaking Call of Duty maps in Battlefield. Oh no, you can't change the maps, can you? Oh, that sucks. That yeah. would be quite cool if you could if you could remake Call of Duty shit inside of Battlefield. Yeah. That'd be quite funny. But I think it's more a case of like figuring out the new modes. Like what's going to be the next new mode that's going to turn into the next genre. Right. And I think that's right. that's probably what they're hoping for. Like is finding what the new genre is going to be through this mode. Whether whether it's fucking battle royale games or even Chris your own um your own Dota. Hell like, yeah. Some of the best and most important revelations in games have come from developers giving uh, players these tools, right? Exactly, yeah. So it, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And I can't fucking wait for Battlefield. It'll be cool. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, then then moving on, uh, Apex Legends' new season has been teased in terms of emergence and a new legend called Sia, who... Sia is in like someone who can see you, not Sia is in the, the singer. Oh, I was getting excited. Because that would have been pretty cool. That would have been pretty cool, actually. I'd play that would have been it. rad. I'd play as Seer. Um, um, but yeah, Seer. Yeah. Seer's ult is that um, she unleashes um, a, a pretend autistic child onto the battlefield and uh, and uh, she and, and, and everyone else remaining gets cancelled. Wow. That's... Okay. Cool. <laughs> You're like, well, I'm taking the piss out of Seer, not autism. No, I know. I know. I just, it's, very, <laughs> it's, it's very late and I'm just kind of like, I'm a bit fragile. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'll direct car up in here. Yeah, I'll I'll kind of meet you with one of those takes. Okay, but did, did you watch the trailer? <laughs> did you watch the trailer for for this thing? Um, yes, 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 yes. yes. That's a kind okay, of cool so, cinematicy kind of thing, right? Or, yeah, yeah. Do you not feel that like Sia is kind of trying to be like inspired by Lil Nas X? Huh. Like this, like. <laughs> Sk- the, the skinny gay, pony skinny, dude. yeah, skinny gay black dude. Maybe like, I, I was getting more like black kung lao kind of vibes. Oh, definitely some kung but, lao. But, going but hey, with maybe that hat. maybe if you throw like black gay kung lao, like maybe yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, because well, because like he jumped into that little battlefield and he just did this fucking sultry little dance thing before he like shot people in the in the face. It's like, what is that all about? He did. What do you call it? It's like and then I could see, dance. Yeah, and then I could see his, I could see his belly button. And that kind of made me feel. <laughs> It awakened something within Maybe. me. I don't know. Oh yeah. man! Now I'm starting to think like the one of his abilities should have been to like just spawn a stripper pole in the middle of the battlefield. And he can slide around. <laughs> slide his, the his ultra's that. Yeah. Jesus Christ! So uh, the first time you pop it, you're like, "This isn't doing many. This isn't doing much." Yeah, it's yeah. almost like a stun, right? Like you, you do it, you pole dance, and then all of a sudden it turns into like Duke Nukem 3D, where you. Press F and it goes, shake it, baby. You've got to throw money at Yeah, hell yeah. I'm a, I'm a lo- I don't know. He seemed a little bit OP as a character. Like when they were talking about what he can, his um, uh, special shit he can do. I, I don't know. It seemed, um, I suppose if you want to play as like a hunter type character, because that's, yeah. uh, he, can, he can track people and he can hear uh, heartbeats and things, I think. But he can yeah. also has it, his ultra was like where they throws out little drones and it sets yeah. up a dome that slows everybody down. And it's interesting. Like, I do think he might get nerfed if he is maybe um, from what I, they've said already. I, I, yeah. I'm not as maybe not hot on Apex as like Chris has been like over the last couple of months, but from what I have played and watched, um, they've been pretty good about not straying into the territory where one legend has abilities that become fundamental to shootouts or to firefights. 
right? Everything yeah, still right. feels pretty much like weapon first, right? Isn't that fair to say, Chris? Uh, yeah, with some with some like, exceptions, when when like I think when Bulk uh, launched, I think her her alt was kind of abused. But mm. what what I've learned that devs tend to do when they introduce new things, and I've I've learned this from Dota, is they tend to make the characters OP when they release them, which would encourage people to play them more often, which right. means that it is easier for the devs to balance them because they've got a lot oh, more okay. a lot sure. more data points. So that, it's just something to kind of keep in mind in terms that, of these. That things. makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, Apex Legends—it's going from strength to strength. I'm really excited about the new season. I can understand how people just kind of are a bit apathetic about it as well. But something that we should not be apathetic about is the the one more thing from EA Play, which up to this point has been you know fairly lackluster. Like up to this point, Grid was the only game announcement per se that we hadn't seen before but this was cool this was expected it was leaked and but it was good to see a confirmation on it at least it, it was the dead space remake fellas that we have ourselves reported on uh, a handful of times or a couple of times on this podcast so yes a dead space remake is in the works it is powered by the frostbite engine it looks very from what little we did see very cinematic very atmospheric and uh, very fucking cack in your pants <laughs> yeah. inducing. Um, they've also said that it will in, um, include improved, you know, quote unquote, improved gameplay. And what that effectively means is taking inspiration from all three of the Dead Space games. I guess kind of probably with quality of life stuff, I would imagine like the fucking stomp would be in there in this remake. Don't see why not. But yeah, it, it's interesting, and it does seem kind of juicy. It does did seem they, juicy. They, I, think, I think it's wicked. Yeah, did they give? They didn't give a release date, did they? No, but no. can I offer one um, one uh, tidbit, um, mm. courtesy of uh, uh, not quite friend of the podcast, but might as well be uh, Jeff Grubb, who was the <laughs> person who came out and said all, who got this right, basically. Let's say yeah. how it is. He responded to today's uh, reveal by saying, short teaser, dot, full stop. I've heard the game looks incredible. We'll probably hear more about it soon. It's a reboot slash remake. It'll have elements from multiple entries in the series. To, things to pick apart there, but obviously my interpretation of the first half of that tweet is, oh, there's more of this that they could have shown. Um, yeah. And then someone yeah. asks him, 2022 release window, question mark, and he says, I think maybe I haven't asked. But you know, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I think yeah, I, but I, I, I like the idea that this uh, is sort of like well, well, is is well in its way. I, I really like the idea, especially of seeing what you know uh, that engine for as much as it's got a lot of uh, mixed reception over the years. Yeah. I think it's super suitable for the sort of like the the darkness and the sort of like the um, you know the glowy lights and the dim environments that um, the that, atmosphere that, exactly yeah. that Dead Space can f- provide. Even the sort of the audio benefits of the of the Frostbite engine, I think they could make something really cool here, and I, I'm very hopeful. Very hopeful. Oh yeah, I think yeah. the the reboot slash remake for me is an exciting prospect because I don't want to see just a remake of Dead uh, Dead Space. I I think like whilst that would be cool, that I don't know for me. I think there were definitely some things that would have, for as you know, as a gamer, would have improved it for me because I'm not looking to go and play an incredibly tense, 
you know, horror genre game. And but I've I've played enough of Dead Space One. I really <laughs> liked it. I didn't finish it. I, I would like to play more. Totally. But if it feels slightly different, so this kind of feels like it's moving in the right direction. Hey, as long as they get rid of that fucking asteroid level, the one, the, the, the moon boss. No, no, the the one where you you go in the turret and you have to shoot down. Oh, that fucking thing. I'm getting confused. Shit. Which one is it where it reveals that like the boss of the game is like an actual fucking planet, and you're just like shooting a moon? <laughs> I swear that's dead. No, I, I think that's where that happens in Dead Space. Is that Dead Space or Lost Planet? I don't know. I don't know. I hope. I think it's Dead Space. But I, might, I might be fucking. I, I'm gonna have to go down smoke, a rabbit hole after smoke this one. Smoking crack. I'll see if I can find a few before we go to bed. But yeah, <laughs> just uh, so that that was EA Play. Like, I mean, yeah, some some things to get excited about. But I think overall, like, at I'll least for, I, just just for Jamie, I'll confirm mm. the moon was the final boss in Dead Space Three. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I apologize if I've just spoiled that trilogy for anyone. I didn't actually mean to do that. But yeah, there Classic. you go. So that, I just remember that being a weird reveal of like, turns out the bad guy was the moon. The moon. And then you just That's start, so you know, just shooting the moon. It's got, and I think, does it have a face? Am I right in thinking it's got a face? Like they try and make the moon almost like aim this this moon, not the moon. It looks kind of squiddly diddly. Like it's got, a, it's half moon and then half tentacles. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that makes there sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the thing I was going to say, fellas, is like, for everything that EA Play was and wasn't, we had kind of like theorized, why had, did they move it so far away from E3? And we thought like, they must have something big, like that they want their own space to kind of talk about and have the, their own conversation. But this doesn't, I don't know. I mean... Didn't, am I wrong in saying that? Didn't we say either that or it's the fact that they don't want to be tied into like this big, it's a big reveal, big, exciting thing. They just wanted to be able to go. It's its own thing. It's, it's I, yeah, not, I guess and so. that gives them I mean, space to not have to be, you know, oh, they did shit at E3. I mean, I don't know if that, because one thing you will say on that thought is like, how fucking long ago does E3 feel? Yeah. Like, like, like yeah. years. And so if people's <laughs> overall perception of E3 was that it was kind of negative and EA's play was like, hey, what if we're not a part of E3 so we don't get thrown under the bus with everyone else? Maybe <laughs> maybe it worked. That that probably seems to be the case more more likely than anything else at this stage. What's weird for me, I don't know if you guys would agree, but if they'd have put in some Dead Space gameplay, I think this that would have turned it around for me. Well, I, I think if, if Jeff Grubb is to be believed, this is like the, the start of the process, right? It was like, here's your teaser, then we're going to get some a gameplay trailer. And sure, a I mean specifically time. for... For EA Play specifically, like if they'd have shown a couple of minutes of good gameplay, I think that would have, I think a lot of people would have come off the back of that going, yeah. like, oh, what a great show. And, yeah. and like, but, you know what? Like, we always speculate about the EA, EA's like capacity to do something really cool because of the, the IP they still own. But when you look at like what's actually in production, EA are going to go into summer of next year where they have another EA Play at some point. Like Dead Space probably won't be out by then. That's a gameplay demo you've got basically guaranteed. From what we understand, uh, Dragon Age will be yeah. has to basically. Has, I think Dragon Age is meant to be twenty twenty three now. The last thing yeah, I read. Right. So like Dragon Age comes back next year, hundred percent. Mass Effect probably doesn't for that reason. But like maybe there's something like Star Warsy, like whatever, like uh, Respawn are working on. Whether that's Jedi <coughs> Two, other Star Warsy things like. Um. You know, the, the yeah. EA could have some really cool stuff by next year. Yeah, it, it, it's almost like the 
the the tagline for this year is like the the transition year, like getting rid of known Mm -hmm. quantities, a few stuff like, hey, we are doing stuff, cool, like Dead Space. Oh man, don't don't do that because 2020 was such a bust and now 2021 is going to be the same fucking thing. Yes, because like the world didn't go back to normal faster than anyone, as fast as people wanted it to. And like we're still talking about like, if if this showing had a full title, it would have been like, EA Play colon, we're still working from home. (laughs) <laughs> it would yeah, um, totally. yeah so yeah oh can I give a shout out by the way to I think it was called Lost in Random which was the other EA original that's oh kind of yeah like that, that looks pretty right. cool yeah when they showed the gameplay of that and the combat has like card mechanics with real time combat that could be interesting so we'll see I just wanted to I wonder if that could be like a sleeper hit for them to be honest yeah also uh, FIFA 22 high promotion technology lads are you in it or are you out <laughs> yeah. I'm out Shit. It's powered Whatever. by. I don't know if you've heard, but it's powered by football. I don't know what it was right. powered by before, but this year, FIFA yeah. twenty two, it's powered by football. It was powered by frost, frostbite before. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder uh, if that's just their way of saying they're not using frostbite yeah, engine anymore. Like, it's just a big middle finger powered by football. <laughs> football, like maybe Dragon oh. Age. Maybe Dragon Age four will be powered by or five will be football. powered by football. <laughs> Hypermotion technology for the first time ever in a Dragon Age game where you get 22 players doing motion capture at once. So funny. Kylian oh. Mbappe is an elf. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to move on before you get me into a laughing fit. Um, all right, rounding it all up, we, we, we've, we've done a Ubisoft sandwich here, fellas. My favorite. <laughs> we have. Because we started with Ubisoft, we're ending with Ubisoft. How interesting. This is Ubisoft filling. part deux, all right? Because now we're going to talk about something that I find absolutely mind-numbingly fascinating, but also at the same time, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it because I'd like to go to bed. Um, <laughs> there was a report, I think it was Kotaku reporting, kind of the ins and outs of what was happening with Skull and Bones, a pirate game. I guess the the spin-off that was almost kind of promised with um, Assassin's Creed 3, right? Black Flag. No, 4. Black Flag. Right. 4, yeah. yeah. And it was almost like, hey, we we did a pirate game, but maybe we should make a, a game that is actually a pirate game that's not an Assassin's Creed game. And that was meant to be Skull and Bones. But guess what, guys? It's just gone into alpha. Explain that one. It's been in development for eight years. So far... The budget has been over $120 million. Unbelievable. With almost annual reboots. And it suffered from a lack of, apparently, vision in the past. And as we know from Ubisoft, pretty much as a whole, toxic work culture. I'm sure some mismanagement involved in there, too. Yeah. But um, I was gonna, I'll have to throw in a former developer said, nobody knew what the fuck they were doing, which is a great quote. Right. I mean, seems to be par for the course with the, a lot of the Big developers, <coughs> Activision Blizzard, <coughs> I'm dying. Um, what I did find really interesting on this is that a deal with the Singapore government requires the game to actually be completed. I this fucking love fasc- that. That's one of those fascinating footnotes on any development where, like, how often do you get a game of this size and scope and a publisher this <laughs> large that is basically trapped in its own never-ending cycle of development because... You know, it, it probably whatever it was, tax breaks and all these kind of things they got by <laughs> yeah. cutting all these deals with the government. They're just 
they can't get out of it. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's mental. But like, I don't know. When when they first announced it, it just kind of it it always felt and and the subsequent other announcements that they had on the game was like, oh, we're changing direction and now it's going to be this thing. It always kind of seemed like, even from the word go, just like an, an afterthought, like it's, it's almost like, like a Rainbow Six extraction kind of thing where it's like, oh yeah, it's just this, it's this like spin-off thing. Is, mm. We're not really paying much attention. We don't see it as like a forever IP. It's just the game that we want to put out and one and done, you know? It, it always had this kind of like, weird air about it of saying oh yeah this thing that we really liked that we did in assassin's creed black flag like we just want to make it our own game and you know get out there and then move on it's just like oh but now it's a multiplayer game and now it's a this game and now it's a that game it's just like do you know what to jump in here i think (laughs) it's uh, without going too deep in sort of like behind the scenes of the super show but for me it is utterly fascinating that we're talking about this game at this time, uh, given some of the conversations us three have had over the past couple of days, maybe even weeks, depending on how far you want to go back. The idea that this was something that was extrapolated from a component of a previous game, which was seen as so strong and engaging and so big to fans that it was almost like it was seen as a product that could stand on its own two legs while there weren't that many people around who are willing to say, like, hang on a second, it's an idea, it's a concept, but it's not a game. Like, what do you yeah. actually do? Um, which, um, but that's do, what's do, weird do, about wait, that. Are you two picking up on what I'm putting down? CFD. Yes, yeah, yeah, totally. No, no, I'm, talk, I'm, talk, I'm no, talking about no, no murderers. No murderer. Like, is this <laughs> thing like, we all thought it was such a good idea for so long, <laughs> but every time it was like, it was like, hang on, but what? It, what is it? What do you talk what about for that? Period? Yeah, right. And like, Skull and Bones is that exact thing. It was almost like, Bro, everyone loves the sailing and black flag, and then there's just every meeting. It's like, yeah, but we don't know what, we no one knows what the game is yet. What is it? You know what, what the do? strange thing is? You know what the strange thing is? Is since they kind of saw black flag and and the like the sailing and the the sea shanties and all that, and it's like that's a really fucking good idea. Let's make a game out of that. And then they've taken eight years to try and get this going to the point where they've just now gone into an alpha after numerous reboots. But in the meantime, what did we get? another Assassin's Creed game in terms of Odyssey where sailing and I guess you could say like almost like a pirate life with sea shanties and what have you yep. came out and it was fucking great. Like the and, mind boggles. And, and also was massive. Like Odyssey was gigantic in terms of yeah. that map. So much of it was water. Like it's fast. I don't know. But then what I don't, one thing that I think is really interesting about this is that the Assassin's Creed game with the sailing in it that span off to become a game that was like mainly about sailing, that is Assassin's Creed 4 because the sailing <laughs> in Assassin's Creed 3 was the element of that game that was kind of added in and was kind of a little bit more involved than yeah, I thought it was going to be true. when I played yeah. 3. Um, and it felt like Black Flag was a spin-off not a spin-off, obviously, but was uh, was developed directly off the back of the sailing from mm. Assassin's Creed 3. So it felt like they already did it. So then you kind of say, to make Skull and Bones should have been even easier. Because, like, Black Flag had some criticism. It was still a good game, but it should have been even easier is, than just uh, spinning I, it off a little mechanic. I, sorry, Chris. Yeah, go, go. No, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think that the sticking point for Sea of Thieves, though, is that, like, even though Black Flag could be seen as a spin-off from the main series of <laughs> Assassin's Creed games at that point, and one thing that backs that up is the fact that, like, I think even Ubisoft I like you, themselves... You just said Sea of Thieves, but... Oh, actually. fucking hell. Fucking... Uh, <laughs> <Skull and laughs> no, but it's, it's, it works for both, probably. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Except but, one is a game that you can play, and one isn't. But 
what I was going to say was that Black Flag was always going to be an Assassin's Creed game, and that meant that it was at right. its core driven by a narrative, and you had to create you know a protagonist yeah. of the story in a world that and rules that that world had to adhere to. Where you remember the first iteration of Skull and Bones, and it was kind of like this sort of weird multiplayer kind of thing where like it was about sort of like almost not quite repetitious gameplay, but about creating the loop of going out and having pirate battles and collecting treasure and then coming back and upgrading your ship and then doing it all again. And I wonder if like they just found that that structure was too loose. Whereas like black flag always had, Hey, by the way, fundamentally this is an Assassin's Creed game, which is a huge backbone to have going in. It may, um, they may well have looked at games like Sea of Thieves as well and seen the problems that's had by basically saying, you just go out and create your own adventure and you're a pirate. And then it's like, okay, we can't do that because it's been done and it didn't do very well. Yeah. So we mm. need to go out and actually make I, a game out of it. But. I have cracked the code though, fellas. Okay. Go on. I reckon this is Eve on, his, uh, on the beach <laughs> on the south coast of France. Mm. Is there a south coast? Yeah, whatever. And uh, is it's, 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 I said that earlier, and I was like, yeah, I don't know if there is think, a beach there. I, yeah, I there, there, there is. Mu- there must be. Yeah, there must be. There must be. The sub- I'm, gonna to, I'm, I'm trying to imagine it because Spain. I'm going to have to look at Spain, a map. Spain oh. joins to it more to the left. I think there is a there is a gap because that's why this French is so common in North Africa, and so many North African people emigrate from uh, to, to, to France because yeah. you can cross You're the water. Absolutely right. The Riviera, yeah. the French Riviera is, on the, is down there. So that's where Shout, that's where shout out to Francis anyway, Ngannou. Here we go. So, so Eve is there, right? Wiping away tears with his fat stacks of cash. Saying, <laughs> oh, skull and bones. But you know what it really is? It's just, it's, it's a game and a studio that's set up to fail. So it could be a tax write-off. I bet you. I bet <laughs> wow. you. It makes so much fucking sense now. It is like crystal clear. He's actually laundered money through the Singapore government and it's a tax write-off as well. So he's, he's actually making bank and he's Damn. well happy. I love that idea. Either that or someone over in, where are they again? Singapore has realized yeah. the way that you crack the um, skull and bones Cause, formula. Because it, it was a Singapore studio, right? Yeah, I think it is like Ubisoft Singapore. Yeah, they have their yeah. own studio out there. And that was part of the deal, I think, was that they made it. But apparently... The person that cracked the code on the whole skull and bones thing went into a meeting room and pitched the idea of if you can imagine like fast paced boat boat fights meets punk rock mosh pit. <laughs> I love Mate, it. I'd be so stoked to play. And that actually, so what Ubisoft <laughs> Singapore are working on right now, we're proud to announce Tom Clancy's Skull and Bones, um, which is going to be pitting the cleaners from the division with their with their flamethrowers. They're burning down other boats. And you have to oh stop them. God. And you will Guys. be playing as Sam Fisher's brother, who also ah. uses all the same gear and gadgets and sound effects as Sam Fisher, but is not Sam Fisher. And the word Splinter Cell will not be mentioned. But you're playing as like he's got his own private boat. And it, it's um, Stan Stan Fisher. Yeah, it's actually a really unique boat where unique construction where it's got two masts right in the centre, and uh, Stan Fisher just does the splits between them the whole time for no reason. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, Okay, here's a very interesting thing. So I looked up uh, Ubisoft Singapore. Okay, are they hiring? They are actually hiring, but any any No, I'm joking. Well, hold on, because GamesIndustry.biz 14 hours ago. Tell me if this uh, is interchangeable with maybe another games company in the in the press lately. Ooh. Report. So remember, GamesIndustry.biz, a respected publication. Report details toxic culture 
sexual harassment, and racial pay disparity at Ubisoft Singapore. No. Oh, my God. That's all they need. That's all they bloody need. Oh, my God. I can't... You know what? There was, there was a point where, obviously... And I've said it on the, on the podcast before, and, and Jamie, you said, like, oh, don't worry. It's fucking millionaires fucking squabbling with millionaires, right? But there was a point where... I was very much rooting for Ubisoft because they did kind of seem like underdogs in a way with kind right. of like their, you know, their, their scrappiness and kind of like saying like, yeah, yeah. But in, in the end of the day, they were AAA studio. But it's almost like now it's just like, I, I look at that that whole company and I'm just like, what is going on there? You know, what much like Ub, Ubisoft, uh, 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 Activision Blizzard. It's like, what is going on there? It's just like mental stuff. It is mental stuff. Yeah. Do you know what's funny, though? I'm I'm not saying this is what's happening. I don't this to be unfairly tar um, other games companies. But when you consider the reports come out that they're like, oh, these companies have got toxic environments and they're they're like frats to work in and it's (laughs) like a a boys. And then you go, oh, that kind of makes sense with the fact that this game hasn't come out and it's been a complete fucking mess and they've got... You know, and it's back in it's a, in alpha after eight years. You'd like who's been making that? Oh, a bunch of frat boys who don't really do what they're supposed to do and have a pretty toxic working yeah. environment. Yeah, yeah, it kind of fits. Yeah, like that's you know, I'm not just saying. I'm just I, saying. I, I guess the other thing is like the the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Right. True. True. So support support indie devs, everybody. Super giant games. I, Skull and Bones should not be that bloody hard to make either. Like, it what's should your, be on, then, Jones, what, what's your pitch for a Skull and Bones game? The, Ubisoft comes to you and says, Jonesy, we need help. We know it's, yeah, we know it's pirates. We know it's boats. We get it. Big open worlds, just sailing around. But what the fuck is this game? Please help us. It is four player co op. Okay. Are, are, you, are, you, are you just going to talk about Sea of Thieves now? No. But it is story led. So it's like a proper story-led game where you're out doing missions together and it's a loot game. So you've got to get onto other ships, literally open their chests to loot them and get your uh, get your stuff. And there's a, an overarching story which drives the whole thing. And you play it all together as a co-op game and then there you go. Bob's your uncle. Easy. <laughs> easy peasy lemon squeezy. Easy wouldn't co-op. you think though, wouldn't you think though, you've spent $120 million, you need to finish this game so the Singapore government can get off your back. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you just kind of like, Bone it in and just say, I'm just going to make Sea of Thieves, but make it look like yeah. Skull and Bones. Yeah. Of course like, you would. That's exactly what you would do. And why haven't they? Tax evasion. I think, no, no, but now they, but they will. Like, that's literally what they're doing now, right? It goes into alpha. And I think the, the thing is that they're now saying the game's actually not in a bad position now. It's in a pretty good place and it's going to, the next year or so, blah, 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 blah. I think we'll see it by 2023 or 20, yeah. the end of 2022. And it'll be, but it'll be phoned in exactly like you said. And yeah. it'll just be, they just want to get get rid of it, get it out of the press, stop people talking about it, and move on. Well, anyway, there we go. Man. So that, that brings an end to the, the Ubisoft you know, sandwich, fellas. Oh, you got, you got a, a little garnish for the top, Jamie. Yeah, it's actually a garnish, a good word for it. You know what was so difficult about that entire segment? Is you know, yeah. like, um, people uh, play those silly little games with each other where they say something like, hey, Chris, you know D's? Yeah, these nuts. Yeah. Um, turns out one of the games we've been saying a lot is is one of those where people have been doing. See if these nuts have, will fit in your mouth. 
and that was really <laughs> Sea of Thieves <laughs> not so yeah. nice. which has been very hard to not try mind. and sneak in this whole podcast but I hope you respect the fact I'm, that I've been restraining I'm kind of well. sad you didn't yeah yeah let this <laughs> okay. be a lesson to you Jamie like you could have elevated this podcast and you didn't because you were a pussy uh, you know uh, what I'm not as good at, as, at podcasting as Joe <laughs> who's Joe Joe Mama that's the old. That's Joe, the old, that's Joe the oldest, Tomlinson. That's the oldest one in the book. Well, he's probably okay in it as well. He gets paid the big yeah. bucks. Anyway, fellas, we need a code word. And I was thinking, what, what was that documentary style thing you were talking about, Jamie? Was it Becoming Eve? <laughs> <laughs> Becoming oh, Eve. I can't even remember it now. Yeah. Oh, fuck. and you could even put like the little little money emoji there with the flying wings. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, that could be quite fun. Maybe if we just challenge people to come up with their own like. Netflix style documentary, true crime documentary titles, um, based on can they all can, can they all be like da 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 whatever you want to say colon becoming Eve. So any funny little Eve tidbits, yeah, or so the, like, the Eve Gilmore story, or like yeah. what did what did you guys say? Wiping wiping the tears away with stacks of cash colon becoming Eve. The singer come up with your own title. The Singapore scandal. The unbelievable story of how Eve Gumo robbed the world and got away with it too. A, mem- yeah. a memoir. By <laughs> Fuck it out, yeah. By Eve Gumo and Skull uh, Miyamoto san. Skull yeah, Skull Skull Bones and Deceit. Skull 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 Duggery. Skull Duggery in the East. The okay, east, I think east, that's uh, it. East, uh, east, uh, east what rhymes with East? The beast, the beast, the beast, beast, the beast, beast from the east. Beat the Eve the beast from the east. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is every week how we come up with our titles for our uh, podcast. Just Jamie yeah. going, "What rhymes with east?" Singapore, yeah. Singapore, Singapore sling, fellas. <laughs> He's still going. He's thinking on the it. Mo- All right, well, I'll tell you what, Jamie. While you think on it, why don't you report back to us next week? But with that, thank you so much for watching if you're watching on youtube or listening on a podcasting platform of your choice and uh we've been the super show you've been mighty enjoyable and we hope you have a great weekend see ya, see ya. the neanderthal of singapore no it doesn't rhyme